Hi everybody and welcome to episode 557 of Conversation Street. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, the first few episodes in 2023. New Year, Gemma. I know, Happy it's New Year. Happy New Year resolution. Get on with the podcast. Get on with the podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we are talking about the episodes between the 2nd and the 4th of January. That's episodes 10,000. And eight no ten thousand eight hundred and forty to ten thousand eight hundred and forty-five. How are you doing, Gemma? You just already asked me that, haven't you? I'm Did fine, I? how are you? No, I asked you what your new res- resolution what, how was. Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. A little bit tired, but I'm fine. I'm ready to do both the podcast. I'm <coughs> look- <laughs> quite looking forward to talking about the uh, recent Coronation Street. So yeah, it's been a memorable week this week. It has, I think isn't it? Couldn't can, can be agreed by all. In good ways and bad. We will see. Um, I, I don't get anything else to talk about, though, so I'm, I'm ready to get on with the quiz, if you are. You got yeah, a quiz I've got a quiz for you. I've been quizzing you for the last few weeks, but now it is your turn to repay the favour. These are things that happen between the 2nd and the 6th of January. Mm-hmm. Here's ending in a 3 and an 8. Oh, yes, you've changed it. you got it right. Well done. I know. It's, can I do it? Yes. For another year? Definitely can. Always get it completely correct. <laughs> <clears throat> As we've all come to expect excellence from me and being able to tell. You never get anything wrong. Definitely um, not. Numbers. Yes. I got this from com. You, you haven't made a news, news resolution to get it from anywhere else. Nope. Don't nope. need no need. That's okay. Right. right 2nd of January, okay. 1963. Ken is aghast to discover his Frank plans to marry who? Um, Christine. Ha. Oh, what was her name? What was her name? Hardman. Yes. Christine Hardman. Well done. You get a mark. Oh yeah, I do. I get to score myself again. Yeah. 3rd of January, 1968. Annie Walker contacts the landlord of which residence to tell him hippies are squatting there? Oh, who was it? It's one of the... Oh. It's one of the houses. I'm of the... Yeah, it's one of the houses. I'm going to say number 13. Nope. Oh, 11. 11. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, okay. you idiot. I knew that. <clears throat> 3rd of January, 2003. Maria starts an affair with John Arnley, yes. the boyfriend of which other street resident? Oh yeah, Battersby. Yay. Uh, Maria. Okay, 3rd of January 2018, what does Chesney have to confess to Sinead in 2018? What does he confess to Sinead? Um, I don't know. Um, uh, what has he got to tell her? He doesn't want to marry her. In 2018. He doesn't want to marry her. He does want to marry her. He doesn't want to marry her. Something about her Something to do her. with marrying her. Oh. What? It's some naughty, a silly thing that he did. No, I don't know. He faked Daniel's attack. <laughs> do you remember that, everybody? Brick attack, yeah. Never let him forget that. 4th of January, Come 1978. Too right, too what causes Hilda to miss out on buying a colour TV in the sales? I remember the story. Um... I think I think she falls asleep in the queue. No. Oh, what? What is it? She was interviewed by the news. Oh yeah. Oh man. These are all ones that it's like. Yes, I do know that actually, but just not when you ask me. Fourth <clears throat> of January, two thousand and eighteen. Who does Pat set up for the deaths of Vinny and Andy? <laughs> <laughs> My brain is just gone. Do that. Um, who does he? Uh, Vinny and Andy. Who does he? <laughs> Poor Michael, you're very tired today. I'm really tired today. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. <laughs> um, is it really obvious? Um, I thought the deaths of Vinny so. and Andy. I was like, Michael's going to get this too obvious. He puts them in there. He puts the puts uh, person's fingerprints onto a weapon. If that helps. Seb. 
There you go. Thank you. Oh, you gave you helped me with that. One. I did okay. help you. 3-3. Do get the point for that. 5th of January, 2018. Who burned to death in a car? Oh, look. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Sad. Five years. Now, that's, that's how you're doing it. A cool, explosive shock on Coronation Street. Take note. Lock him in. Yeah. Six. And who and who got really sad about Luke's death afterwards? <laughs> oh, yeah. She seems to be mad about the fact that nobody's <laughs> going to be mourning over her. Eighth <clears throat> of January, nineteen eighty-eight. Final question: What Come does on. Baldwin's Casuals change from denim to make? From denim. They make something that's what was not. the year? <coughs> We've still got coughs, by the way. Um, oh man, bloody ridiculous. Curtains. Yes. Yes, thank you. Oh, I love that. Just oh, about Was it right, curtains? I think, I know, I was just having a. Yeah. Right, what did you get? Um, I got the. I got five out of eight today. That's what a great bad. score. Not bad at all. You failed my class. Still room for improvement as the year goes on. Who's got a birthday coming up, Joe? Loads of people. Helen Worth, who plays Gail Rodwell, says her. Mm-hmm. Terence Maynard, who's Tony Stewart II. Emma Stansfield, who's Ronnie Clayton, and Zahara Abrahams is Joanne Jackson. 8th of January, Charlie Condu, played Marcus Dent. 9th of January, director Les Chatfield. 10th of January, Jennifer Moss, who played Lucille Hewitt and Claire King, played Erica Holroyd. 11th of January, Melanie Hill, played Kathy Matthews. Caroline Milmo, who played Lisa Duckworth. And then 12th of January, Isabella and William Flanagan, oh. who were the fifth actress to play Portray Hope and the third actor to and Portray Joseph. I only just discovered that they've got like a family Instagram account. Do like they? The, the, the Flanagan is family. Is it adorable? Yeah, yeah it's, it is full of adorable child pictures. Yeah, yeah. So um, added them to adorable our Adorable children. Yes. Happy birthday, you lot. Um, and that's it. So, uh, a bit of a short intro, but shall we talk about this week's Coronation Street for the I second think- time this week? I think we probably should do. Are we doing it again? We did this. We did. We did. We we had an episode on Monday. That's just Coronation Street. Just keep. They just keep putting it on. They will. They just won't stop. I know. I know. But this is the last one until Sunday. So get a bit of a breather now. Brilliant. Will Alia be okay? I hope she's fine. She. She's fine. Right. Time for street talk. Okay, so it's street talk time for this week, and like I said, somewhat memorable series of episodes this week um, oh my goodness me yeah Mike. yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. I mean and, and, and not necessarily all following on after the epic New Year's Eve cliffhanger of Teddy opening his eyes that was kind of small fry compared to what was going on this week but um yeah I've got I've got mixed feelings I went one and on Coronation Street this week but I think I kind of already know what score I'm gonna give it um Let's see whether I stick to it. So, um, obviously, I think the main story that we're going to start with this week is the Maxtremism storyline, which um, came to a came to a bit of a head today, didn't it? Uh, then we have the Roy storyline. At the moment, I got called it phone alone because he was uh, alone with uh, with the phone. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not very good. Unholy gematrimony is the name of us. <laughs> Gemma full to face at that one. Sorry. About Gemma getting married, Gematrimony, that's what I called it when we got married as is well. Is that your secret code I dramatrimised you, yeah. Um, reading the red, Teddy's not dead. <laughs> um, this week I learned in Coronation Street you can get hit with a crowbar in the back of the head, you can get hit by a van or car going down the street, and you can get blown up in a van, but you'll be okay. You can get blown up... They're made up. of tough stuff in Weatherfield, aren't they? You can get blown up in a van from the outside, or... From the boot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, if you're sitting in the back seat and there's a bomb in the back, you're fine. If you're sitting in the front and there's a bomb in the front, you're fine. So, um, it's yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. I think, I think the, uh, the racists need a change of plan for the next operation, is all I can say there. We have also got the Summergate, Summergate storyline, um, which actually I thought was you know, kind of good on, uh, on Tuesday's episode as well. And uh, a little bit of a return of the Jacob's Dadda story at the end as well. Please, can I do the Max storyline? Can I? Yeah. Can I talk about <laughs> I can't, I'm just kind of, um, it's kind of split into three, really. The Monday's episode wasn't necessarily so much about Max. It was more, let's get, um, let's get Julia Goulding off this street before she just has a baby let's in the middle Julia of her on set. Let's get safety immediately. <laughs> because she's just about to give birth, We're going to do pyrotechnic like. stunts. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, very true. You can't have her around for that. Um, Wednesday's episode, the Max stuff, I really, really loved for all the right reasons, I think. It was really exciting and tense and it was dark and I was properly on the edge of my seat throughout all of that and it was, and I was thinking, oh, I, I hope I hope they do something big and exciting on Wednesday. If, if on Wednesday's episode, you know, like, they, they, they uncover what they're about to do, the bomb, and they defuse it at the last minute or whatever, that would be a bit of a damp squib. Um, but they didn't. They followed through with it and they did have a nice big explosion on Wednesday's uh, episode. Sadly, though, um, at least for us, at least, the, 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 our reaction wasn't probably quite how they would have pictured it, was it? Um... <laughs> I would say that that Wednesday's episode was what Gogglebox was made for. And I don't even know whether the series is that on at the moment. But if there is, I really hope they get to show some of it. Or, or Harry Hill. because No. I, I mean, Harry Hill, yeah. But it's not going to be great for ITV to have this shown on Gogglebox. One, one might pick holes in it. Well, if you, well, you know, that, that's what our job is. So, um... I still loved it. I, I absolutely loved Wednesday's episode of Coronation Street. But that's because it had definitely strayed. It had gone over the line into so bad. <laughs> so bad that it's good. But before we get there, let's uh, let's go over the beginning of the week. So it starts off with uh, with Lily on her phone um, in the cafe watching Max's videos. And he's been making good use of that edit suite pro, hasn't he? He has. He's, he's found the ad cockroach effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, it's not, it's not a racist video, this is, by the way. It's a nationalist video, isn't it? It's, Hooray, we're, we're proud to be British. Oh, that's what he's, he's saying it is. That's what he says it is. Yes, it's, uh, we don't get to. See, I can't remember whether it's this bit or later when uh, when Eliza's watching it that we get to see the full extent of what it is. Because I think the first one, there's like there's like Max on the screen and he's like looking in all different directions and little blobs are appearing on screen. A little bit odd. Um, but yeah, Lily shows Eliza um, and then she's back at number six watching it later and Stu's like, "You watching? You watching there, Eliza?" And. Um, the video is basically Max being swarmed by cockroaches. So he's taken on the, um, the, 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 the comparison that Griff made with the invading crayfish and so on and, uh, and saying, oh, look, now we've got a cockroach invasion. And then he's, he's Infestation, got... Infestation, you would say. He, he, yes, he probably did say that. And he's got this big English flag mallet. And so to the, to the tune of Rule Britannia, he's just kind of like splatting them. Like, but it's too subtle for me to get what they mean. I, I, yeah, there was some kind of hidden message in there, I think. I don't know. And Stu's looking a bit concerned at that. And, you know, you would do, wouldn't you? For various reasons. I don't know what I think. I just, I don't even know what I would think. Did it, would, would anybody look at that video and go, Oh, yeah, I Lad's agree. got a point. Definitely. Let's get rid of the, yeah. I, it, it was, um, 
it felt a little amateur, could, like, despite it, the impressive cockroach um, <laughs> It effects. felt like the most misguided pest control company advert I've ever seen. Like, what should we <laughs> We need to get everyone to realise, like, support our homegrown business, British business innovation, because we've invented this amazing new mallet that kills cockroaches. <laughs> How can we convince people to buy local? I know what we'll do. Yeah. I just want to... I'd like to see... I want to see like Griff's reaction to this video. Or we, we've, we've seen him look at other videos that Max has made in the past and go, oh, well done, Max. That's great, isn't it? But he's always, I always kind of get the impression that he's bigging him up because he wants, he to, wants you know, to, he's, he's grooming talent, him. Not because he's brilliant. Yeah, I, I just want to see the scene where Max leaves the room and, and Griff and Reese and that lie looking at him. What the hell is this? Is he's this? Doing, not, not putting this it's on our social media. It's not compelling, is it? <laughs> I mean, again, <coughs> the issue is they can't make it compelling. No, no, exactly. Well, as as they shouldn't, but uh, it, just to watch it, I was like, hmm. Well, that's okay. The, you know, you saying they shouldn't is is one of those questions that I think this this storyline really raises. Um, yeah, how how far, how dark, how realistic, and can you can really Coronation do Street it get before Watershed on Coronation Street? Exactly. Um, so that that didn't really quite work for me, but that was a kind of that's kind of funny. Well, it is the sort of thing that that kids would like. There's loads of stuff on YouTube that kids find hilarious, but they don't understand what it, the all of what they're watching. Yeah, I I just kind of get the impression that's maybe slightly younger children than Max. I, I, no, I, not Max. Lily and Eliza. Yeah, no, that's like, true actually, because Lily was that was the Lily thing with Lily. She, she thought it was hilarious just seeing her brother splatter. So <laughs> if if the if they, the intended a, audience of this video was 10 year olds well done you, you've done it, it yeah I, I obviously she has no idea what it is that she's laughing about she doesn't get no the, the symbolism there no no um and neither does eliza i think and, and stew's there kind of watching a, a little bit concerned um but anyway yeah yeah well I'll done it would be a hit on tiktok yeah definitely and then speaking of um up and coming child prodigies um lily who knew the, the next um, we've been told many times yeah well We've been told, we've been shown it, I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, Lily, we get a phone call from James, don't we? Lily James is a, Bailey. a lioness cub. Yeah, and apparently, it was, what was it? Yeah, he, he saw a video of her playing football and he's kind of showed it around his footballing mates and he's like, we've got to get this girl before somebody else snaps her up. We don't want Man U grabbing her. We're going to get her on well, our Weatherfield team. Can I just no, say... No, actually, he's London. I, forget that. I really hope, in the interests of this storyline, that they're not recruiting her for the England team. Do you, no. It's too nationalist. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, not, not only have they seen her playing football, which is apparently she's quite good at. I bet she is quite good at hoofing it a long way, I'll give her that. Um, they, they want her to come on join some youth team for a trial, and it, it starts tomorrow, when and it's, it's six, six weeks. weeks. Hmm, okay. Like, no problem at all. Yeah, uh, never, uh, like... This, I'm sure the school won't mind that. The school's probably like, that's one less child that I have to listen to read. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah. the, for the next time. Like, uh, well, you know, and it's also all this stuff about working class fa- families and can they really support sports and uh, how, how much how is this being paid for? Because I, I kind of get the impression there's a lot of funding for, for sport, like football. Oh gosh, there is. There's absolutely tons of like um, sports <clears throat> and premium funding. So I assume that, that this would be some kind of scholarship or it would yeah. be paid for in some manner. But, you know, if she's, she wants to play hockey, she's... She's stuffed. She's, you know, football's no, where it's at. Well, I, I mean, well, after after the Euros win, I think there's definitely a, um, yeah, a big surge towards women in football, which is great. 
Um, but I just I I don't buy Lily as being this awesome footballer. No, Sorry, she just doesn't strike me. Well, we said that when when it was mentioned before. No like, need to keep before saying it anything. seemed like she was. They decided to make her a good footballer because that helped get James Bailey off the street, and now they're just sticking with it. Because and you they were want happy to get, with that because you were wanting any way to facilitate to get his James Bailey off the street. But I don't want to lose Shona. Although luckily, I mean, yeah, well, Julia Golden looks like she's going to have even shorter maternity leave than last time because the last time she went off, that was when she was famously shot in a box, and it felt like she barely left, didn't it? Um, but it, yeah. it was definitely must have been more than six weeks that she was away. But anyway, so uh, um, off she pops uh, on the next episode, I think. Um, but before they can get um, too much into the celebrations, so that Stu comes over. He wants a word with David about this video that Eliza's been um, been looking at. So um, later on, and Shona's blaming herself for not monitoring what Lily's watching on her phone. A lesson to us all. I'm sure Roy would have something to say about that. And David's like, no, no, it's my fault. She's my daughter after all. Um, I should have tried harder to stop Max making the video. Well, I not give him the well, I should have software. not given him Edit Suite Pro for Christmas. What are we going to do? Because he's making these awesome viral videos. Um, but so uh, anyway, so Shona takes it upon herself to explain to Lily kind of what's going on there and it, I felt it was fairly well done maybe a little bit clunky but it was quite sweet she she tries to just get her to see that Max's films may have seemed funny to her but some bad people have put some bad thoughts into Max's head and, um, and that might end up getting people hurt Luckily, nobody was hurt this week, Spider and Toya told us at the end of the Wednesday's episode. But um, she she then goes on to try and explain refugees and anti-refugee sentiment and everything to Lily. And he does a fairly decent uh, job of it. And um, and they said, well, she says we're going to try and stop Max sending these videos. And and um, if, she, if he doesn't stop making them and, and sending them around, you've got to tell us. And he's like, yeah, OK, that's fine. We'll do that. Um, then just towards the end of the episode, they'd go back to talking about this football trial thing. And, um, David can't take Lily there. What with everything, what's going on with Max and all that. And Shona's like, I can, I'll go down to London. I think they said they're going to stay with Bethany or something for, for the month and a half or something. Um, so well, luckily Bethany's got a big swanky pad with enough. Uh, yeah, bedroom, yeah. Spare bedroom. Well, you know, she's she's a up and coming top um, <coughs> journalist, isn't she, Bethany? She's oh, on it that pays top really well. London, London magazine cash. Yeah. Oh, it's an in, yeah magazine interns in London all live in rooms. Uh, yeah, you know, they forgot the penthouses, aren't they? And bags of spare room. Yeah. So um, I think is that it? Is that all we see of Shona? Yeah, I think because the next she's episode gone. she's she's gone. Taraji, you're golding. Don't stay away too long. So, Tuesday is where it all starts to kick off. And I, I was absolutely 100% genuine when I put out a tweet after Tuesday's episode saying this is the, the my, most favourite episode of Coronation Street for a long time. I was really, really hooked on it. Um, and it was building up so, so nicely at the end of the episode. But for the beginning, it's Spider's birthday. Happy, happy 50th, Spider. Can you believe? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't look a day over 30. Happy, I did, they didn't even mention this on the show, but I had to look on Corypedia and yeah, 1972 he was born, so yeah, 50 years old. And um, what does he get for, for his 50th birthday from his darling Toya? Quiet shag, pile of pancakes and a little spider charm. So she really pushed the boat out there. Nice one, our Toya. And um, so, but he can't stay and enjoy the, uh, the idyllic birthday morning for long um, because Griff calls him up. Um, he wants to get a job to do. And Spider's like, oh, I can't, I've, I've got, I'm at a dentist now, actually, yeah, sorry. But Griff's actually just outside their flat, isn't he? And he says later that he heard, he heard a little beep or a van or something on the line 
when he was speaking to Spider and that was also what was going past him. So he he knows basically that Spider's up in the flat there with Toya. Oh, what's he going to do? So um, outside we see Alia um, coming out of speed dial or whatever and she bumps into Max and gives him some kind of sick burn about how he's just a little bit racist or whatever. And he fires one right back at her about saying, oh yeah, well you should go back to your own country or something like that. So you yeah it's all whip smart oh yeah absolutely um and then he goes over to griff and um looks like the today is the day for drama and um th- this is what i particularly liked about it because it was like like proper twisty as the story was developing on the tuesday episode i was thinking oh, are they what are they gonna do i are they going to go and blow up at the town hall or whatever and then they probably pulled the wool over my eyes so i loved it but um uh, so maria meanwhile is deciding what to do about this market because we knew from before Christmas that they wanted it to go into January they can't call it a Christmas market anymore because nobody's Christmas is over although we, we still need to take our Christmas tree down don't we mm-hmm. we haven't got long to do that in fact I think we maybe have to do that tomorrow I don't uh, think you have to do it any time it's uh, what's going to happen Wood uh, Ferry is going to uh, come and uh, kick Three Kings going to come knocking on our door and what say will excuse happen? me I don't know. Everyone can leave me alone. I'll do it when I want. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway. Sick of being dictated to by wood fairies. <laughs> she's she's decided she wants to do this peace festival, doesn't she? But she needs to convince the council, who are, I don't know, maybe not big fans of peace. Um, Griff comes in and scoffs at the idea. And Maria's like, well, if you've got a problem with it, you go and raise an objection at the town hall. And he's like, well, maybe I will then. And, and then he goes over to a corner with Max. And Max is like, oh, what a cringy work festival that is. <laughs> this foul language that Max has been picking up from these uh, these racist thugs. Honestly, oh, so scrub woke. your mouth out with soap. I hate Turner. I hate woke I hate woke peace festivals with, <laughs> with peace sign cakes. So cringe. I mean, they to be fair, they whoever it was that I know it was Maria and Alia were the main people organising it, but they must have. Everybody who decided let's spring it up the next day into a peace festival did a pretty good job of getting all the signage and everything up quickly, didn't it? It was like literally the next day it had transformed from something Christmassy to something with, you know, ban the bomb signs and and peace symbols all over the place. Well, I I don't know. I do. I think it was. I thought it was just this, it was just the blimmin. Mar- the Christmas market with pink stuff on it instead of red and white. Well, no, look, I, I had a look on uh, on Mike Gleason's Instagram, who's that Coronation Street graphics designer, and he put out a load of things that he'd made for this this piece festival. No, I think I think they did a good job. Anyway, um, so Griff is on the phone to oh, I can't remember what his name is. His his guy who's who's funding the uh, the whole thing later, um, and he's he's telling him that that this this is the way we should do it. This this is for the, for the best. Ali and Maria need to be taken out of the picture. Oh. Um, and so then, then Spider comes in and he, he sees this box that Griff's got. And Griff says, um, well, watch out for that. It's a late Christmas present for the esteemed counsellor. It's just what she wanted, to be at peace. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> Bomb number two. Or so we're led to believe. So the gang begin to assemble. Griff's telling Spider, right, you got to stick with me. I'm going to tell you what your job is later. I have this vision of the bomb going off and um, it just explodes peace everywhere. And Griff's like, no, not at peace. <laughs> at peace, like dead. <laughs> and Re- and Reese is like, oh. Well, a frozen pea bomb. That could probably be quite... Um... Stingy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... It'd get you right in the eye. Yeah, well, they're hard. Got to yeah. wear goggles. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so Spider says... 
yeah, you, you go ahead. I just need to. I just ring. Need to need to maybe make a little phone call or something. So he has a secret ring of his boss, and he's like, "It's today, Weatherfield Town Hall." So Griff comes back. Um, Spider tries to get more details off him about what's going on today, but Griff is still like, "No, not can't tell you yet. I'm keeping stum." Max comes back as well. He's decided that he's skiving off school so that he can be with them today. And Spider's like, no, I don't, I don't think he should be here, Max. I I, I think, Griff, that, that maybe somebody should stay stay here with the flat and keep, keep an eye on the fort and everything like that. And Griff says, yeah, that's fine. Max, you can do that. And Spider, you can stay with him too. So he goes and has a little whisper to Max, doesn't he? We were watching this and I, I can't, we couldn't hear exactly what Griff was saying. We went back and put the subtitles on. And he's like, if he touches his phone or looks like he's texting contact me immediately and this is uh, this is like oh griff knows well, it's not exactly the most i mean yeah he knows but the plan sucks because he's already like spider's already tipped the police off well yeah but the, the, that's how they managed to double cross him isn't it what they, they do their twisty plan with the baked bean tins yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so Max is left with Spider in the flat watching a bit of telly and Spider's like getting all panicky and says, look, I've got to go. There's, there's something that Griff asked me to do. So Maria and Alia, meanwhile, are arriving at the town hall. Um, the racists are watching on from their car. This is the Duckinfield town hall, which is, um, I, I was, I had, um, I went out a little tour of, of the area with uh, Mark Llewellyn, big Corrie, big Corrie, Expert. Expert. Mm. Uh, a couple of years ago, he took me here because this is where I can't remember whether there are other things. There probably were, but um, back in 1995, I think it was, Steve McDonald and, and Vicky Arden were supposed to be getting married, and um, and they used this location. I can't remember whether back then it was supposed to be the town hall or the register office or what. But um, yes, yeah, so this is where it was supposed to be. So I immediately recognised it's like, oh, I've been there. And and the story went that. Um, there was like press and everything all over the place back in 95 when this was going on. They wanted to see you know, you know, Vicky dressed up and everything, all the Corrie people out in the world and everything. And um, they even had like the people who were living in the houses opposite were letting the journalists into their house so they could look out the windows and everything and film them. But so it was a really big deal back then. Um, that makes me wonder whether anybody anybody turned up to see uh, to see this. I would have done anyway. But um, yeah, there they are they're at the town hall. What the unveiling of the cans? The un- <laughs> unveiling of the cans. Yeah, that that could be something else, couldn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Spider um, escapes the flat and he goes and tells Toya that it's going down today. It's on. I, I'm go- I'm going to arrest Griff, or or someone's going to arrest Griff anyway. Then I'll need to go into hiding for a little bit until the trial, at least, because there's going to be a price on my head. Because it, when it comes out that he's a he's a sneaky undercover cop, all the other racists in Weatherfield, because I'm sure there's more than four of them, um, are going to be wanting to go and get him. So Toya and Spider <coughs> have a little snog, but I she's like, oh, I'm going to stay with you, Spider. I, I love don't you. think that's always how it works. I don't think that the I don't think that when you get arrested, the undercover policeman comes out and goes, ha ha. You know, I did it. Twas I. I think that they still tried to maintain their. Surely, unless you need to blow their cover, because yeah. because even in a group of criminals, if a bunch of them gets arrested, one of them's going to turn. Yeah, yeah. And they don't know which ones turned and which ones haven't. Well, by this point, know. we know that Griff's already <clears throat> onto Spider anyway. Um, well, it took him long enough. So we get to see this raid on the car and the armed police come in. They're like, get out of the car, get down your knees, hands behind your heads and everything. And, and, and 
Griff's gone by this point, so it was just Reese, Dave, and Ollie that are in there, and um, they they look into the boot and and find this box, and <laughs> you, you kind of pointed out like, what? It's, what? like if, if 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 they suspected that there was a bomb in there, would they just would they be poking around in there? You think they would? You think that they would clear the area? Mm. You think that they would get the bomb squad in? You think that they wouldn't touch anything? No. They'd maybe get a little robot or something to, to go and get they it. get K9. But, you know, I guess um, I guess we could say the same about Alia in today's episode. Like, oh, I, think there's, I think there's a bomb over there. Let me just have a little fiddle with that wire and Let see what happens. Oh, Which one's white pool? Red or blue? <laughs> um, but anyway, so they they get the box out of the boot. They have a look at it and it's just a tin of beans. And the policeman goes, what a disgusting plan. What were you going to do? Eat these beans? March into Weatherfield Town Hall and blow off in front of the councillors, <laughs> you disrespectful animals. That, I mean, that probably would have made more of an impact than the actual bomb did. I think to if be they'd ordered it at once, they might have been able to make more of a gust. And if they'd had, you know, like firelighters or something. They could have done fire. Yeah, I remember yeah, that scene on. Um, yeah, they could, they could have done. <laughs> it was on that. Was it on, um, on Dumb and Dumber? It was one of the early Jim Carrey <laughs> movies where he's. Lighting his flatulence. Um, yeah, oh, I'd, have, I'd have liked to have seen toner, that. We? Well, I mean, uh, you know, if they if they plan this properly, they could have had complete plausible deniability, couldn't they? Yeah. It's not my fault that I blew off on the uh, candle pr- piece circle <laughs> and made a big flaming inferno that, that took out half of the festival. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. shouldn't have naked flames around people eating beans. <laughs> I thought we were all good hearty northern folk. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> They're there, and I was well, watching this thinking, oh, this is fantastic. Because I was, exp- oh, you know, as you're supposed to, I was thinking, yeah, I think there's a bomb in there. But so, And I was, and I was also thinking, where's Griff? And then we cut to him. He's there outside Victoria Court with Max, putting the real plan into action. Or Well, so I thought, but... Again, nothing, well, they're nothing... just hiding at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're hiding out, aren't they? Toya, meanwhile, feeling a little bit worried. She's still with Spider, and she's like, I, I want you to give up this job. It's, it's too dangerous. You're putting yourself at risk. You're, you're me and at he, risk as well. And he goes, Toya, didn't you listen to my heartbreaking story the other week when I said to you I was a policeman and I said I broke up with my previous girlfriend for just this very reason. What makes you think that you are more important to, to her to me than she was? <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm a character in the show. Yeah, so. never even met that, that other girl. Was her name? Was she... Felicia. I don't know. Um, She's dead now. It doesn't matter. Um, and he, he gets a text from, from Max then to Spider saying, it's urgent, need to meet you. So he hurries off telling Toya, I love you. So, Thanks for my brooch. Maria, that, yeah, it's, it's quite a nice brooch. It was a, I'd still say 50th <laughs> birthday. Maybe it was made also, of... also, Toya doesn't have a job. The slacker. True, yeah. Nearly yeah, going six months now without having any form of employment. Out of Leanne's... Um, Halloween costume draw. Yeah, she probably did, didn't she? And it was very <coughs> sweet. It reminded me a little bit of um, Nina's ring. You know, the little yeah. pink ring that was uh, the, that was flung onto the floor during the the, the beating like the other year. And then what happened ends up having the spider is, is fairly similar. Shall actually. I get you a um, an effigy of St Michael for your birthday? St Michael? Whatever it is. Oh, what, just after my name? Yes. Yeah, you can do. What are you going to get me? Gems. You can, yeah, you can, Precious you can, Gems, because yeah, that's my name. It. it is, it is. What can he get, Toya? Um, <laughs> I don't 
I don't know. I don't know. Right, anyway, we're, missing, we're, we're, we're ruining the flow of we this. Because yeah. there was great tension in this episode. Okay, and we're just sorry, being bumbling idiots. So, um, she, she, Maria, meanwhile, and, and her pals are back at the market later and saying, oh, there was this false bomb threat at the town hall. It was just a load of beans. And then now they won't let anybody in there. So we... So we We've I, got I, the plan. I've still got to do the still, plan. still got to do this peace market. Yeah. And um, so... Fantastic. Off they go to get started on that. Spider, who has been supposedly summoned to the Ginnel by Max, um, turns up there. But it's actually Griff. Oh. Lying in wait. What's he going to do? Um, and I was like, oh, this is great. Hooray. What's going to happen? Um, so he tells Spider, I knew you were at the dentist earlier. And Spider just uses the... He kind of was like, oh, I gigs up. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, he doesn't at first, does he? He says... Oh yeah, it's true. I'm back with Toya. Yeah, great. Bang enough. Whoa. And sp- and this is when Griff says, well, you're a grass spider. I don't trust you. You're always bombarding me with questions. That's the giveaway. You keep trying to find out things that, you know, you, you're, you're disappearing. You're, you're never getting your hands dirty. And then he comes straight out with it and says, you're a copper, aren't you? And... I don't know what I was expecting Spider to do when he's um, confronted with this, but he gave this... I really did like the cool smile that is like, yeah, I am a copper. I know, but it wasn't like... Sing you that in your pipe and But you haven't it. tricked anybody because he knew you were a copper. He's <laughs> like, yeah... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, even maybe though... He's, maybe he watched so many episodes of Breaking Bad and he thinks if you get told you're an undercover copper, you're a copper, you have to say, yeah, right. I don't know, I mean... If, I was fine. I, I just, I just thought I was enjoying the drama of the scene. So, but anyway, Griff smiles back and he's like, "Well, you know what? I've outsmarted you. And when my plan comes into fruition, this whole town will see how serious me and my gang are." And yeah. Spider's like, "Whatever. You're just a racist thug. You'll get your comeuppance. You'll have what's coming to you eventually." And Griff's like, "Oh yeah." Gets his crowbar. Ah, was about this. Do you call that a knife? Yeah, gets out his crowbar and chases Spider down the giddle. Woo! Not so smart now, is he? Not so cocky now. Sh- is he on the should have been a rolled up crowbar. newspaper, as most people used to take out spiders, but this does the job as well. And um, <laughs> so Spider gets round. <laughs> so they're, they're by the first. They're by the Maddy graffiti, and then he gets round to where the um, the side of the Entrance, Rovers yeah. is. Um, and then Dave's there, evil racist Dave, and Spider's like. Oh no, I can't go forward. Oh, no. I can't go backwards because Griff's there. What do I do? I but he doesn't have to it. think about it for much longer because he gets clonked on the head, much in the same way that his dear Aunt Emily did um, 20 years ago at the hands of Richard Hillman. Um, she survived this. Those new Will skulls Spider. Are very thick. Yeah. Do you want to we talk about the collapse now? <laughs> yeah? yeah? Do you want to say anything? You go ahead. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who made a gif of it. Let's just say that. Um, I don't know what it was happening. It was an entertaining pratfall from Spider. I don't know that it was supposed to be as funny as it was. I think they should have done a different take from a different I really, angle. really do. I don't know why they were so committed to that particular shot. Up until this point in the episode, I was like so in into it. And they completely had me on the hook the way that they were supposed to. But this was the first... Of a few times this week, I laughed at things that weren't really supposed to be that it funny. It looked like we were missing the sound effect of somebody with two coconut shells going, clunk. <laughs> or, they, or they should have had um, like a Batman. Bam! 
bam's little thing. It was, it was just a little bit too comic. And some people are online are saying that he reacts before he's here, and I, no. I don't, I don't think he does. But he's just the way he kind of flings his head to the side, and he's always. You can almost see the like the stars. Um, Going around his head, couldn't you? And all what, the little Tweety birds as I he hits the floor. I don't know that was necessary at all. It just didn't look good. I'm sorry. I, I don't, don't know, know if, the, if there was some kind of influence good. or inspiration, some kind of fight porn that that has been watched that had that exact same thing happen in it. But and we we know because we've you know from the, the bits of filming that we've seen that they do do scenes again and again. They do lots of takes of it. They can they can see it as as it's going, can't they? Because they've got the the the, the the monitors there. Did they have monitors there with them for the outside shoots? They go into a different, like in um, Gail, oh, yeah. Gail's house. But come they on. They go into different remote Surely, surely studios. the director would have seen that and gone... That did not ah. work. I mean, what was the aim? If the aim was it's supposed to be hilarious and funny gifts, then yeah, perfect. Maybe they just looked ahead at the script for Wednesday's episode and decided, right guys, change of tone. We need to get, Comedy. We need to get on top of this before... <laughs> But, I mean, I would have maybe filmed it from Griff's point of view. Well, there's no point talking about it. Or something. I, f- I don't know how it... that... I don't know why that ended up in the show. No, that that was really... It should have been a cutting room floor scene, but it was still good. It was still kind of... It was funny and it was very dramatic. For the it was, it was comedic. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're not killing off Spider, are they? And I, I had insisted up until this point that they're not going to kill off Spider. They wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't kill off another one of Toya's uh, partners within 12 months. That'd be too cruel. Um, but I was also thinking, oh, we thought Teddy was going to be dead and he's still going. And we thought that, um, who else was it? I can't say that pe- people are just surviving things at the moment. So at, at some point, somebody's got to meet their maker. And I was like, if oh, I'm going to give Coronation Street one New Year's resolution, it will be bring back consequences. Yeah, it, uh, it's all very well saying, look at the spectacle, but if afterwards things just kind of go back to normal or the, the, somebody's in hospital for a bit and then back to normal. You're just cheapening it and then you're chasing it, it that does. high over and over again because mm. it's devalued it and then you have to push further and further and it's going to escalate completely out of control. If somebody gets hit on the back of the head by With a crowbar... crowbar they're, they're not, you know, up and skipping down the cobbles the next episode. And I know Spider was still in his bed by the end of, of Wednesday's episode, but yeah. It's because he's one of these lazy hippies. Yeah, I get you right. Anyway, anyway. So, um, fortunately for, for um, Spider, his hero, Peter Barlow, is there. <laughs> And then, you know, Peter Barlow strikes the fear of God into this massive bodybuilder Dave and he runs off crying like a whimpering dog. I think maybe having flashbacks about the time he gave him a shove outside the uh, the racist pop concert with sinister <coughs> lyrics. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know. And, um, and, 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 and Griff as well, he's like, oh my God, it's, it's Peter Barlow. He's got a cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. He's a oh yeah, no, he doesn't. He's still got a pen he's at this point, hasn't he? He's going to pet your eyes out. <laughs> well, Gemma, the pen is mightier than the cheese grater. <laughs> As they say. So anyway, they they run off, and I'm like, I, th- I think they could have taken him. This guy that's you know pushing sixty. Well, also, can I just point out what's the plan here? Are they, are they trying to get away with the crime because they're not going to? If they just hit, if they hit Peter on that, and they whack them both to death. They might have got away with it. Maybe. Well, I think that, I think that Griff was going to finish Spider off 
in broad daylight. Well, he should have done. In a very populated street. But I know, it's anyway. the middle of the day. Let's have a bit of respect here for this white neighbourhood. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. He's like, don't kill him. He's white. We need as many as we can get. So. Um, Even the bad ones. He, he, but he's a, he's a, what's a, what do you call it? An undercover? What would a, what would a bad guy call a? Uh, narc. A narc, yeah, that's it's what I was saying. He's a total narc. It's narc from me right off. <laughs> so, Griff is a little bit panicky at this point. Well, what was he... that? Why was this a plan? And then he's panicking. He's 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 gone all to pot. They tell you what, the caliber of racist gone downhill. No, he was planning to secretly bump off Spider in the Ginnel and not have Peter Barlow spot him. But now he knows that he's been seen. Why did you seen... let him? Why did? So, he right, right, okay. okay. He no, no, no. Hang on a minute. <laughs> This doesn't make any sense because he lures Spider into the ginnel and then he's like, my plan is I'm going to let my mate stand right outside the front of the ginnel so everyone can see what happens. And I'll chase him outside of the ginnel and then beat him to death there instead of chasing him into the ginnel and beating to death there. Mm. That makes no sense. That's not a plan, is it? That's <laughs> just a mistake. Maybe he was hoping to chase him the other way and Ollie would be back up by, uh, by Deb's shop, but oh well. He's, he's a well, bit... He's panicking now. Nobody ever accused racists of being like, intelligent. Right, guys. We need to clear out right now. Um, so all the all the gang are there. There's stuff in their bags and everything. Lauren's there um, as well. Can I just point out, if they're not, they're not proper environmentalists, stroke, fascist, stroke, um, anarchists, yeah. stroke, racists. They don't have a go bag. A go bag? Yeah, a go bag. What's that? It's for the impending collapse of society. Oh. Where you put all your things in, you know, like all the all the important stuff you need, like... Well, they've probably got one and they get they run away to it and they're like, oh, we took the beans out of our go bag oh, to make no, the bomb. Oh, we find some more beans yeah, now. now. <laughs> I've got my wet wipes. I've got my special pants. I've got my um, teddy bear. I've got my list of reasons I don't like black people. And I haven't got my beans. <laughs> I need all my kit. Anyway, Lauren's there and he's like, oh, God, we, Reese, you need to get rid of your bloody daughter. Tonight's the night. This is what we've been preparing for. Go, go, go. Spider was a traitor, by the way. And he's got what's coming to also, him. Also, <laughs> the police are like, so, so sure these guys are involved in a crime. And they obviously have been, they obviously knew the the these guys are obviously are dangerous now because they know that they've, they've been tipped off and they knew so much that they put a decoy in mm. and what do the police do open up the boot and go god you guys got us here we thought it was a bomb ah oh, so let you go now won't we yeah. don't are you not going to really blow anything up are you are you you're not though are you are you <laughs> no tell me now no 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 i don't like surprises go on tell me tell me are you are you Absolutely and they're like, not definitely. And they're like, well, all right then, better go home. <laughs> Don't forget to pack your go bags. <laughs> Do you want your beans? No, evidence, Look, haven't it? Right, so they're, they're <laughs> off. Peter and Toya are at the hospital, having a nice little hug, lovely. Um, Toya tells him about Spider being an undercover cop, and um, Peter's. I don't mean you're supposed to have done that. No, but well, that's the end of that. But uh, yeah, but the cat's right out of the bag yeah. by the next episode, isn't it? Old Street. Everybody knows. knows. Peter gives her this this spider charm, which had which had landed on the lands on the floor was... like Batman's mum's pearls during yeah. the attack. I love the idea that Peter's like, I've got to rescue Spider from the racist. This is also an important plot point. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, th- he's got a bleed on the brain. So um, he will he live or will he die? Um, he's fine. You just need to get him into surgery. It's alright, it's a prop uh, so, crowbar. Oh yeah, he should have used the real one, shouldn't he? Yeah. Meanwhile, end of the episode, 3am, 
racists are camped out somewhere in the rain. They they use the um the same wasteland ground that the um that the Nina slap and everything. And no, also, not the kicking. It wasn't the kicking. It was the it was the slapping. Last and year. the romantic um picnic yes. area for but, Amy, but Amy and Jacob earlier this year. Exactly the one that we could see from our from our apartment last year. But anyway, so they're there. It's 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 dark. It's cold. It's wet. Um, Dave turns up and he's he's stolen the speed dial van. And um, and uh, and Griff's like right, brilliant. Um, have, have a look. We got our bomb in the tent and go and go and get it. Uh, Good to really go off yeah. and blow um, the tent up. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and we also learn at this point that this money guy from the council doesn't know exactly what's going on because he doesn't want him getting cold feet and pulling the plug. I don't know at this point whether that's this will all come up later. But they've got everything they need. Yeah, money. Yeah, money man. Um, it hasn't been mentioned at this point, has the I assume he's going to have his grand unveiling next week. Because now he should have been tipped off to the fact that his the the group that he's financing has been caught red-handed, mm. not with the with the um the bomb, but the fact that they, you know, they they now know that they're onto them. Yeah, he should be furious and worried because once this group has been, what's the word, compromised, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They can't do anything now. I don't know why they think they can still... Yeah. They can only do one thing before they get caught. Mm, mm. Because everyone's mm. on to them. Yeah. So um, Max is there as well. He's getting a bit worried. Oh, what, what about the police? Are we going to be all right? And, and and Griff says, look, Max, tomorrow I'm going to walk into the police station myself and I'll be a hero. What was his plan for that? Um, Blow up blow up the um festival and then go to the police station. The police station will be like... Oh my god, what a woke load of rubbish that was. Thank God you saved well us. Well done, Griff. Weatherfield Weatherfield Golden Heart Awards for you. Um so what he blows up the festival and everybody goes, Oh yes. I see what the issue was here. <laughs> it was Darian. <laughs> yeah, all down to it, money. Right, Wednesday. This is when it all kicks it off. It all goes wrong. We were able to watch this live. We were recording this Thursday and we um, we recorded this, uh, we watched this earlier this afternoon and I was like, oh, I was really being careful during the day today. To, I didn't look at my Twitter, I didn't look at my Facebook, I didn't look anywhere because I didn't want any spoilers. I was like, oh, I think I really, really hope something big and memorable and, and exciting and impressive is going to happen in today's episode. And it, and it kind of did, kind of did. Um, it starts off in the middle of the night. Reese, um, I think it was Reese, it might have been Dave, I can't remember. Um, pull the speed dial van um, up to Victoria Court and they're kind of parked in between. There's like a wall on one side, isn't there? And then the other side is the entrance to Victoria Court, maybe? I can't, I can't remember. No, oh, no there's the, the trim up north. The trim up isn't north it? is one side and there's like a, the, the edge of the apartment yeah. on, the, on the right. And then, left, to, sorry, yeah, and then in front behind of them, you. it's the, the way to the parking. It's, the, it's par- really the police station. It's the please do not park in front of these parking doors. But yeah, the other side of that is where Weatherfield Police Station is in the real set. Yes, yes. So he leaves it there. And uh, he, so his plan, obviously, is to, to put the the, the, the the bombed van in there. The, the um, Not the bombed van, the... The bomb in the van. Yeah, put the bomb in the van there and then and then quickly escape so that Arlie can hopefully blow herself up later. But can I just but, say... What? Whoopsie doodles... Parked it next to arguably the most British part of the whole peace festival. Oh yeah, the Rovers. Which was the Rovers return it in, and Jenny's there like, "What did I do? Yeah, I mean these hot pots are the most English thing here. <laughs> what are you doing?" Um, so but he spies Alia and Maria, who are a bunch of keynotes. Like saying, "We we need to get this peace festival up and if running before the sun rises." Out, Putin's going. Who win. else is going to do it? Honestly. 
So um, he kind of jumps into the back of the van before they get to see him. He, she, Ali and goes over to the van because she's spotted the flat tyre and she's saying, I'm going to have a look at this. Um, but she doesn't look in the back. She's going to go and check out for some reason. And uh, Maria says, oh, have you got a pen? So um, she, she doesn't look inside. So um, racist Phew. is safe for the time being. Meanwhile, we cut to the hospital. Toya is by Spider's bedside. Lovely Leanne turns up and then she finds out about um, she the, says, the police is, thing. Leanne says to Toya, is Spider all right? And Toya says, not yet, but he will be later in the episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, Max gets out of his tent next and he notices the van's gone that he saw the previous night and they tell him, oh yeah, we've smashed it to bits, it's at the bottom of a canal now. Um, anyway, we're going to go and protest, in inverted commas, at the market today. Um, Griff reckons that Max should sit it out though and Dave says, yeah, it could get nasty today and Reese says, proper tasty. So they're going to have a proper... Te- is, he's thinking beans. of the beans on, again, again, isn't he? No, that was yesterday, Reese. It's a bean bomb, it's not a pea bomb. <laughs> later on, um, Lauren, who... Kind of, kind of flipped in and out of the episode, to be honest, today, finds Max um, in the flat. And he, he's doing a runner. He's finally twigged that maybe these guys aren't just <coughs> a lovely bunch of British-loving um They don't just love English-themed mallets. No. They're actually proper racists, and they want to do... <laughs> they want to do... Um, Dangerous naughty explosion, naughty things. Yeah. He's such a crit. He's like, I thought it was just funny memes making fun of, of people. Yeah, and, but it's actually real. But but they're going to get him in trouble. So yeah. I don't like it anymore. So he's he's doing a <laughs> runner and he he, he, ta- he reveals to, to Lauren, who had somehow been in the dark about just the extent that her dad and well, his mates are, they're also are involved in this. Um, he tells her about, you know, the guys being in hiding. He tells her about Spider being an undercover cop, about them attacking him yesterday. And Lauren's like, no, I don't really... It's true that they have been acting a little bit odd recently, though. Then he tells her about the camping trip, and she's like, oh, yes, the one where your gas canister exploded. And he's like... Bomb. Guess what? It was a bomb, Lauren. It was a massive yeah. bomb. I reckon that they're planning something at the market. Today. And when I saw that bomb, I forgot I saw it. But now I've just remembered again. You didn't forget you saw it. That's, that's what he's. I think he should stick to that. You reckon? Story. You reckon? Well, how can he be surprised that there's another bomb? What, <laughs> how is he surprised now? So. Peace. I didn't know they were going to blow someone up with a bomb. I thought it was a funny joke bomb that blows up. Yeah. Well, Griffith just told him they were going to be just bombing, blowing up hay bales for fun, didn't he? But he's, he's a bit slow on the uptake, is Max. But, I think he's um, slow when it suits his mm. purposes. So, yeah, so it does. The Peace Festival folks talk about what's going on and they're worried, like, you know, oh, there's all these racists around. Is it is it safe for us to carry on our Peace Festival? And they agree that as long as they keep an eye out on things, it's fine. Everything, just keep your eyes peeled, everybody. So we then cut to the inside of the van, van, and there's a bomb in there. <gasps> so, okay, here's my other, okay, here's another question. Okay. Bunch of racists are on the loose. Yes. Undercover policeman's been outed. Yes. There's still an undercover, there's still an operation in, in place to identify and, and track down these racists who are now criminals on the run. Yes. Yeah. Right. And they had none of none of the people who aren't Spider who are involved in the behind the scenes planning of this undercover organisation have gone. Do you reckon there might be a possibility that the racists that were targeting Weatherfield might get their noses put out of joint and want to go and blow up the peace festival being run by a bunch of immigrants and yeah, they didn't even think about that, um, did they? 
Didn't refugees. even notice. Because Biden. Do you had... not think that that would be on the top of the list with like a big red underline in the in Weatherfield? Yeah, quite Police probable. Station going. This looks like a very probable target. It's mm. literally outside speed dial, which has been blown up or like had paint thrown on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clearly not. They've got this thing. It's like possible next target, and there's like peace Fe- Weatherfield Peace Festival, and then all the pictures of all the people that all the races hate, and then there's like um, fresh goes, and like now we know we've taken their beans. <laughs> they need more beans, don't they, for this plan? I'm not quite sure how the beans fit into the racist explosion. But if they're going to need more beans, they it, might be going there. They're going to hit fresh goes. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, get your best people on it. We'll just leave Officer Craigie in the Peace Festival because I don't think we're going to need any security there. <laughs> so um, Lauren is like still in denial about this, and she's like, "Look, I, I just want to get. Let's just go and speak to them. Let's go. Let's go and speak to my dad. I'm sure he'll be able to explain everything." But then Reese talk of the devil rings up and she's like I want to speak to your dad and if we don't hear him but we apparently he's very agitated and he's saying don't don't go near the market today Lauren you gotta stay away from the market what's that go to the market and and Max and Lauren kind of talk about phoning the police and I think Lauren agrees to to phone the police and (laughs) they're like Max is like okay right phone the police let me get my to-do list to do underline I put today's should I put today's date right okay should I put my name and your name or is it like a have we got a team name okay all right forget it all right all right number one bomb question mark number two tell everybody in very vague terms at the market what's happening number three police <laughs> you, you take the last one Lauren I'll don't worry I'll I'll, I'll do the rest I'll of do it. the rest I've got yeah. to do everything so, Andy, Lauren I'm Lauren goes off typical. to supposedly call the police although they don't actually turn up do they until until no. much later <laughs> despite this act of they terrorism they turn up with the bomb on. unit and where's the bomb gone oh we won't ask <laughs> don't, no, we'll just, get to that just, yeah so um <laughs> the, the peace, the, the, not the police festival, the peace festival, full swing. Maria's there on the stage doing a little talk. Microphone doesn't work for some reason. Um, and then she's saying, that, cheers everybody for coming attention. to this peace festival. Thank you everybody for, for making lots of lovely signs uh, at very short notice. Hooray, hooray for peace. And then everybody applauds. And then this is when Max runs up and he's like, oh my gosh, guys. He's like all of a panic, isn't he? Listen to me, listen to me. They had a van last night. The gang, they had the speed dial van. And, and now <laughs> What do you mean, back. Max? Look, it's Max, there. what are you trying to say? They've done... There's something going on. Max, what, what should you, we do? Danger, danger. What's SOS, the, what's the danger? Just, Max, tell me. Be careful. Okay, I'm being careful, but why? <laughs> van, it's the van. What's wrong with the van? <laughs> it Does was, it need an MOT? <coughs> Does it need servicing? Has the tax run out? Yeah, you, you were particularly... Um, Agreed by this, weren't you? It was so it was frustrating. It was like watching yeah, vague Max was being. It's like watching me when I've forgotten the noun of something, and I'm like, it's oh gosh, I can't remember what it is. Oh, <laughs> it begins with a T and ends in an M. It's like terror, like terrorium. If he just gone there and said, "There's a bomb." People would have swarmed out of there, wouldn't they? Well, yes, there were so many things he could have said. That wouldn't have led to this really bizarre conversation between Yasmin, Alia, and Max. Were like, "Listen, Max, why should we listen to you? You're just a big stinky racist." And he's like, "I'm trying to warn you, but what are you warning us about? Danger is happening. There's something. A van, van." <laughs> Yasmin, I like, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. Uh, so yeah, Alia's like, like, "Fine, Max, I'll check out the van for you." <laughs> 
nothing under it's the like, van. It was hmm. like when, nothing on top of the van. Mo- your mum's hmm. like, "There's no monsters under the bed." Let me yeah, show you. Hang on a minute. Under. What's that? Nothing around the back of the van. No, definitely. And and all this time, I can just I'm, see it's like, it's like a children's book. And then Max looked, and then Alia yeah. looked under the van. There's no bomb under here, she said. <laughs> Yasmin went, oh, where could it be? <laughs> Is it in the van? Is it on the van? Is it next to the van? <laughs> no, it's in the van. So well, they, they, they finally look inside the van and Alia's like, oh, there's some wires. I don't think there's usually those yellow and green striped wires there. Best have a look at them. I'll pull them out. And, and I can't remember out. at what point, but somebody says... Should, should, we, should we get the police involved, maybe? Well, Max no, is like, don't that, worry, I'll give Lauren that. She only has one thing to do on my to-do list. So if she hasn't done it, I'll be I'll right, be right not. Not. She's going to be in my get, books. It's not a good group. So Ali's like, don't worry, I'm on. brave. No, before that, stupid. before that, they were like, should we open the door? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It could be rigged to explode. <laughs> I can't remember why they decided to... I think Ali, I think somebody does say to Alia, it could explode when you open the door. And she's like... No. Well, if you're really no, genuinely, that, like honestly, it? do you if you do you think there's a bomb in there? Could there be a bomb in there? Yes, no. If the answer is like yes to even five percent possibility, don't look inside. Just leave there's it alone. Your life tips and everybody street today. go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And she and Maria's like, we can't leave. Don't I can't begin to tell you how much money it costs to put on a peace festival. <laughs> but anyway, so Alia, Alia sees these wires, and what do you do when you see something that looks like it could be a bomb? You have a little fiddle with it. I, I was, <laughs> I, I, actually, I think I got this wrong. The first time I watched it, I thought that her fiddling with it started it. But no. I think it it just dropped the timer yeah. down very handily so that they could see that there was what twelve minutes or something left. She's or like, so oh no, we, it's going to be some. Where where's the advert break from now? Because right now. Oh oh god, that definitely means it's going to blow up in twelve minutes. Yeah, exactly. So um, they, they've they've found a bomb. <laughs> and then they like. What are we doing now then? Let's get out the van, Gosh. slam the door closed because there's just a dangerous explosive. She like gives it a really hard fadum, doesn't she? Like, better she? make sure that bomb's still inside. Sealed right inside there. Don't yeah. worry, everybody. The door's closed now. The bomb can't go. It's fine. Get. It's fine. Um, and, and then. Um, <laughs> and then this is when they talk about calling the police. Max and like, Lauren's already done that. Alia says, I know what I've. I've got a brilliant idea, brainwave, everybody. This would just be fabulous. Listen to this. a splendid idea. How about. I get in the van with the bomb and drive it somewhere safe and it'll and I'll leave it somewhere isolated and it'll explode. What could go wrong there? And Yasmin's like, no, you can't do that. I won't let you do that, Alia. And I was like, well, I'm pretty heroic. You better get out of the way, Gran, because I'm going to do this is my anyway. chance. I've been in the show for, what, six, seven years now and people say I'm a little bit boring, but this is going to be my chance to prove that I am actually a hero. Yeah. It's going to be the I'm making be like of Abby. me. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be... I'm going to be a t- if Abby had been there, they'd have been gone home in time for tea, wouldn't they, everybody? No, oh, yeah, no, no problem No at all. problem. See, this is where also you cut to the rest of the Peace Festival. And, you know, in the corner, there are three people shrieking about a bomb yeah. and, and poking wires in a van. And everyone else is like, but there's so many bargains and 10% like, of this goes to charity. I must spend my money like, on this little bit of carved tat. Are you guys all right over there? Did, you, did I hear you say bomb? Yeah, well, no, you don't, don't want to. You don't want to panic everybody and cause a stampede. You Yasmin, don't want to evacuate the area. This, this is the point where Yasmin says, "No, maybe we should decide to evacuate the area." And I'm like, "I'm just gonna stay back here by, by the van, I think." Just in case it blows up. 
put your seatbelt in because that's very important. Safety first. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe the bomb's gonna gonna blow up when I turn the key. No, it's fine. No, I'll, it's not. Doot, got... doot, out the way. Get out the way. I've got a bomb. Move. On the... Move. There's a bomb on the on the bus. Oh no, that's speed. I've got a bomb. So she kind of burns that off down Victoria Street, down Rosamond Street, and off she goes. And um, while this is all going on, I can't remember what they were doing there or how this happened, but the racists are all parked outside Audrey's and they get into the car and, and Reese is there going, Oh my gosh, where's Lauren? Where I think Reese is I think Reese is marching down the road to, to get Lauren from the market. Awesome. And then all the racists come along and go, You've got to get in the car, it's too late. He's like, I don't want it to die. And they're like, it's too late. It's too I suppose late. they knew how long left there was on the timer as well, didn't they? They've got very, loads of time. Very handy that they found it with 11 minutes to spare, wasn't it? Just for, for maximum drama. Yeah. Um, anyway, Yasmin and Max, go and tell the other main characters about what's don't going on. Don't tell the extras. On. They don't, weren't going to do anything Dirk about it. what's happening here. So, yeah, should we clear the area? Yeah, maybe you should clear the area. Well, the bomb's over there. And I'll clear it just to be on the I safe side. Right maybe now. they've got two bombs. They might have more than one, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Uh, Yasmin also takes the opportunity to tell Max that if Alia dies, he's responsible. Well, you and your racist friends. No, it's your fault for raising a stupid grandchild. <laughs> we'll come to how much blame Alia has for what happens to her later, I'm sure. Poor old Max so, is very sad. Alia's but a what? He's, he was trying to help. And yeah. he still can't get catch a break. He had a change of heart, yes, didn't he? He saw mind. the light. It's fine now. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Ali is burning down the road somewhere, and I don't really get why, but they were not showing what was going on outside the window. And no. Yasmin was saying, Alia, where are you? And she's like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was oh, like, oh, ridiculous. show outside the window. Show it, it. So, like, it They didn't like, want to. She's driving along, right? So she's now she's burned through about eight minutes. But yeah, there's right. like four minutes what left on the time. What was she doing? Was she like, oh, gosh. Oh, that's just traffic She's everywhere. driving along. She's like, oh, my God. Look, it's Hotel Chocolat. I haven't been there for ages. They always do a really great sale. Yeah, I'll no, just can't stop, there, can't stop. Cuts to her next uh, after the break, and she's like, scoffing chocolate it's going yeah that was a brilliant idea hang on how much oh there's a there? bomb oh four minutes this oh. was exactly and I, I, I've, I've posted this on a few social media <coughs> platforms and I saw someone else did it before me as well that Batman scene of some days you just can't get rid of a bomb yeah. from the 1960s whatever like it is movie chicken. he's got this massive bomb and he Co- keeps trying to go into rooms yeah yeah well, he, he goes one way and then there's some nuns and he goes back the other way and there's some ducks where he wants to throw it into the water and he goes back another way and there's a marching brass band and it's and this was Alia just going oh what do I do with this whole I don't know she, and she's she been driving issue. for eight minutes and yeah, then she's not found thinks, anywhere that's, that's isolated she by suddenly thinks point. oh maybe I should go to the waste ground by the canal well, yeah. which apparently is very close to yeah, she's like I think we could it's, uh, I what I didn't get is she said I don't know where I am Gran but I can definitely get to the waste ground within four minutes absolutely maybe she was just trying to downplay expectations to make herself look smarter <laughs> like, of course I know where I'm going I'm so, Alia anyway she heads off Nobody down there and stupid. Yasmin's like oh Alia your dad would be proud of you would he? would he really? what maybe is like I hope my child dies in a big burning inferno like Just I like did. like me. She, yeah, she trying to follow her. Exactly, following after her old pop. He, he ended up walking into the burning building, didn't he, Well, Kel? this is a similar thing. Yeah, it is. It's very similar. Um, so anyway, she goes off there. Gary's clearing the cafe as well. Then we get inside number eight. Action t- cam time, wobbly cam to the extreme. And Max and Lauren are there telling David about the bomb. And David's like, Mine you'll be there. fine, Max. You didn't do it. Why was there action cam here? But the drama. Whoa. I'm sorry. There was I, there were so many points at which it fell completely <coughs> flat because of the screaming and 
like out of nowhere. It just felt like everyone was shouting. This is really exciting. And, and waving the camera around, and it didn't make I up. I think the for cameraman the fact, was just caught up in the moment. It didn't make up for the fact that there was literally no peril to be seen anywhere. No, the peril this was, was like finding Nemo. off down the road eight minutes ago. And and Max is also at this point also having a revelation that maybe he shouldn't have moved out. And David's like, "Don't worry, son. You'll always have a home here. But now you need to lie low. Let's hide you from the police." <laughs> well, yeah. You know, well, then he'll look for you what, here. No, what could go wrong there? So meanwhile, uh, we get cut back to Alia again, and she's in a pretty isolated spot at this point, isn't she? She's no, driving down the road. There's nothing there. Keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep, keep going. going. I said I was going to go to the waste ground, so I'm just going to go past right all the these other empty car parks and everything to get back. Right in the middle of that waste ground. This is a quite expansive area, isn't it? And she she knows how long she's got left on the clock. Yeah, she can see she the can timer see ticking down. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've got to get right, right into in the, the very middle because this this is going to, you know... Give it a really good like, shot. Like when you see the, um, the, 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 the maps of when the nukes hit various <laughs> towns. It's yeah. like, this is the blast radius. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I hope it's they don't be... drop one there because I... It's going to be just like in um, the Batman movie where the oh, yeah, Joker where the... blows up the whole hospital. Oh, the rid... Oh, I was thinking of the Riddler and his bombs. Well, there's in the been last lots of well. explosions. Yeah, so, so she's like, "This is gonna make the gonna mother of all cool. mushroom cloud I explosions." Want it to be right in the middle. Nobody can be anybody anywhere near no. me for like miles or anything. Miles like and miles. That. And so, then she's like, "Pull to a stop." Yep. Handbrake on. Handbrake on. Check my mirrors. Um, make sure I didn't hit cyclist. Then so yeah, we're okay. Seat belt. Oh, yeah, just <sighs> click there. It goes. Where's my Got phone? A, I need to check my Instagram. Yeah, okay. What, how long have I got left on the timer? Three minutes. Three, three seconds. seconds. Oh, yeah, I, 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 can, I should go. I could just have a check my lippy in the mirror. Boom! She gets she blowed right? up. She gets blowed up. Relatively small explosion, I'm going to say. It was only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> and it, and, it, and did. it did. That's all it really did. Yeah. It was very loud, though. It was so loud that, you know, despite the fact that she'd been driving 11 minutes, minutes yeah. to get here, they could hear it from Victoria Street and inside number eight Coronation yeah. Street. So um, this this was you know, supersonic, this thing. It's like, uh, wow. I don't know how big... I don't know how loud bomb explosions actually are, even if they're little mini bombs like this one, but was that, that was I odd. I it was like a firework. I think they could have just put fireworks in it and it actually would have been worse. It kind of... There's like a bit of a fireball. It's, it wasn't rubbish. I just was thinking, and we said to us ourselves afterwards, if the van had been left where it was originally parked and it went off, would anyone have got hurt? No. To the left of it, sorry, to the right of it was a big wall. To the left of it was, you know, it might have blown a few panes of glass off of the spe- uh, off of the trim up north. But it might have hurt some people with glass. It, it might and, have done, but... And, but I think... And people might have been walking past it because they wanted a New Year's haircut, I don't know. But... It didn't feel very the way impressive. It, it felt like Griff was thinking it was just going to take out the whole market, didn't yes. it? But, now, I have seen people argue and say, oh, no, 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 that was never their intention. They, they only wanted to send a message. They didn't want to blow people up because that's how you create martyrs and sympathy for your, for mm. your victims. But that's not true because they were convinced it was going to kill Lauren and she was in the market. So they were definitely expecting it to, to have fatalities. Yeah. I just don't think it would have done. No. <laughs> I really think it was a bit of a mistake. Um, I mean, uh, how small that 
explosion. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, going back to the days of the IRA and when they were planting bombs everywhere, I think I was a bit too young to, to know what was going on. But I don't know how big those kind of explosions were. Bit more than that. And, and then we had, you know, we had the Manchester Arena bomb just five years ago and that, that made it, it was obviously terrible, but just from what we saw of this one, it, it was just a bit of a... Wasn't it? And I would have thought that when maybe the Coronation Street people blew up Griff's car a couple of weeks ago and realised, oh, that, that didn't really make a huge explosion. Could have put a few more sticks of TNT in there for the grand finale yesterday. But anyway, is Alia okay? Because she was sitting in the car when it exploded right next to her. Break cliffhanger. She's fine. She's okay. She's got. A She's kind of been head. flung about twenty foot away from the van. Yeah, she has got a little bit of a smear of blood on her head. Um, I mean, the fact that Alia was literally right next to it and she survived proves that it was not. Yeah. A particularly enormous. No, exactly. Explosion. I wanted it to be like. <coughs> I just. I don't know how we're getting all these Batman references on. We did just watch the latest one a couple of days ago, but I was expecting it to be like Two Face on uh, the Dark Knight. Was it Rises? I can't remember which one it is, and and having like the whole of her face kind of hideously ah, scarred. Yeah, but and that's honestly, when you throw acid on her face and she has a bit of paper. Oh yeah. No, honestly, this could have been the opportunity to either do a, a, a shock death and like. Didn't have, have to have consequences, been, can I just like say, you said. Didn't have to or... have been Alia in the car. I know we want to make Alia more fun, but this failed miserably because she just can't. Should have been Darian. Should have been because this is the only thing that really makes yeah. sense. Darian is a little boy, and he would have thought, "Oh God, I don't know what to do. I'll get in the car and drive it." That makes more sense to me from a little boy than it does from a grown woman. Yeah. Right. Then he drives. Don't know where I am because I'm not from here. I'm going to go to the wasteland. Oh, no, I didn't get out in time. I'm tragically now dead. Mm. Or hideously disfigured. <laughs> and then I, and, and because I'm just a minor character, I only have to have my makeup on for a few episodes. Then I'm going to go move away from somewhere yeah, a bit safer. But they, they could have they could have given Alia some kind of permanent disfigurement or something. No. Remember they how could. much hassle they had with Todd? <laughs> just a little scar. Yeah. But I'm sure one of the other soaps no. has an acid attack storyline. Okay, it's they? not didn't... the same thing. Stop no, confusing no, no, it. But... It just... It, it, it was a missed opportunity, I don't know honestly. whether they're saving Darian for another reason to kill him off. Well, this isn't the end of the story no, obviously yet, is not. it? But, the, you know, the per- perfect opportunity for him to suddenly have discovered his long-lost brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the episode later he turns up, I had an email from Darian. Where mm. is he? Oh, sorry, it got blown up. Got blown up. But it was his own anyway, fault. <laughs> anyway. He, he drove to a So Ali is kind of fine. Um, over at number six, Coronation Street, meanwhile, Craig is telling the Nazirs and Maria and Gary that um, the police are out looking for the racist. I think they're also trying to find Alia at this point, because even though well, everybody kind of turned their heads dramatically, a bit like, I think maybe Spider had a premonition when he was hit on the head with a crowbar and he was like, oh, what's that? <laughs> He's like, no, Spider, that's, that's him, Wednesday's episode is supposed to look dramatically to the side. They hit him so hard he can hear the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're, they're looking for everybody and, and Alia... Alia's missing. Alia's missing. Even though there's presumably a column of smoke coming from the burned out van that she just got exploded in. Mm. Anyway. Nobody can find her. No, nobody knows Gary says, I'll go look for her. And then he comes back going, that was boring. I don't want to <laughs> be like, in He's like, I can bit. do a better job than the Weatherfield police. It's like, you, you probably like, can, to be honest. No, it turns he's out like, I can't. Total gridlock. I can't get on the road. And Maria says, oh, I've been trying to phone up Alia, but her phone's dead. And then I said, Gary, Gary. Says, doesn't mean that she is. And she's like, shut up. I didn't 
don't even say that. It's not even funny. Where is she? Why would you say that in front of and somebody's relatives? I know. And Yasmin's just there sitting with her head in the hands on yeah. the sofa going, why? Why is this episode so cringy? <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what oh. did I do to deserve this? I, oh dear. It's like, you yeah. remember the read, when you saw the reading, when the table read of uh, Game of the final season of Game of Thrones and you're looking at all the actors yeah. like giving going, each other these looks that? like, oh my God. Like, I, <laughs> I know that you know lots of people did enjoy this episode. I I enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons I thought tonight's episode was absolutely fantastic some people liked it in the way that Coronation Street wanted you to like it and I thought it there must have been lots of people dumb. at Coronation Street like you know when Ian McLeod was you know sent the videos of the of the final cuts he was like good job stamp that send it off or was he like how? oh god that's not quite how I imagined it actually but it's a little it bit late just... and we can't do that again no. But anyway. Everything else, I just felt like... Oh, sorry. Also, I mean, I've I, I got a lot of love for Yasmin and Shelley King and everything, but she can she can have a, a touch of the overdramatic about her, can't she? So when she was there going, oh my gosh, there is a bomb! It's like, you, you're just the character that we don't want to give this to because <laughs> I think you might over-egg it a little bit. But anyway, she, she's she's having a bit of a bad time over there at number Well, what's six. happened to Alia? Well, she's fine. She's oh. fine. Craig brings her back. Um, you know, Teddy got hit by a van. He's all right. Spider got hit by a crowbar. He's all right by the end of the episode. She got blown up in a car and she can somehow, she's managed to hobble to Balaclava Terrace, where, wherever that <laughs> is in relation. The yeah, they, they all wear balaclavas, don't they, when they're on there? Yeah. <laughs> so and she's there. She's looking a bit, she's looking a bit woozy. She's got her head in her hands. But she seems kind of fine, well, I'm going to say. Well, for the record, Alia's refusing to go to hospital. And every, I've seen people online blaming Craig for this. It was not his fault. No, she, he, Craig, Craig, he did say, I tried to take her to the hospital, but she didn't want to. She said she's heard about the long NHS waiting times. and She's, she's just, like, I'm not she's going just to trying to be a brave little soldier, I'm isn't she? I'm not going she? to any. I heard how long you have to wait for an ambulance. This episode is like, shall we call the police? No. Shall we go to hospital? No. no. We've got a great community spirit, Coronation Street. We don't need anybody. Presumably what happened here is that somebody realised how many characters they would end up in hospital simultaneously and realised it would just be the whole episode could have taken place there. Because at one point, technically, we, we I mean, Teddy got out today. Um, we had spiders already in there, still in there. Mm. Then you would have had to have taken Alia in there. Yeah. That's three it's, people in hospital at once. Yeah. It just gets stupid. <laughs> she, that she may still go, I suppose. I'm so, I but, assume that she's gonna she's gonna get checked out. Yeah, but anyway, she's she's there being a brave little soldier and, and not going in. Um, and then we cut to Spider in the hospital who wakes up and says, "What's going on here, Twelve? And so she explains to him what's happening, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I put you through all this." And she's like, "Don't sweat it, Spider. I love you. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else." Can't face life without you. I thought that was lovely and very, very sweet. Um, she tells him about the bomb. Yes. She and tells him about how brave Alia no, was. No, no, I think, I think actually he was the one that said, oh, what a brave girl that Alia is. It's braver than you are. bloody stupid, well, yeah, she's Number one, she's stupid. And number two, you really should have been doing most of this, to be fair. Yeah, should have been you that got blowed up, Spider. Um, and also she, she tells him that Griff's still on the run. Um, although, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because... She says all the others have been caught. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Craig tells the others earlier on, doesn't he? I think, or maybe it's later. I can't remember that. We'd... We find out the other. Oh three yeah, no, four. no, no, no. You're right. You're right. No, when he's when she, I think she says that they're still all on the run, all of them, and it's later that we find out that three of them have been arrested, but we don't know which is the fourth one that hasn't been arrested. Just assuming it's the main. Just one. Assuming it's the main racist. Yeah. So anyway, um, Spider tells her that Max isn't one of the racists. He was just a kid. He was in over his head until he's like, ah. Oh, I don't know whether other people are going to agree with you on that one, actually. But anyway, yeah, She's glad like, you're okay. It's like, shut up, spider, you've got concussion. <laughs> the funniest bit about this scene, we thought, was how they were both saying, good job nobody was hurt. Yes! I loved that. I cackled so much <laughs> and I had to keep stopping it because they said it twice. Yeah. She's like, the main thing is, nobody was hurt. Like, we've forgotten somebody here. Somebody I think was, someone got somebody blown got up. blown up. <laughs> 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 yeah, apart from Arlia, what nobody a diss. got hurt. So, I'll tell you what, it's a total diss. Uh, <laughs> I know Arlia, she's not the most exciting of characters, but come on. Arlia may not have got blown up, but she got certainly got delivered a sick burn yeah. uh, from Toya. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. why she didn't want to go to hospital. <laughs> yeah. David, um, at the end of the episode, is like, oh, Max, what are we going to do? I know. What are we going to do with you? you let's hide you from bag. the police. Because that's definitely the most sensible thing to do in this time. You can go and stay with Shona up in London. Do you want to football? Yeah, you can go and learn to be a footballer. Um, and, he, he, <laughs> and Max is like, no, I need to face up to what I've done. Um, which is a good job, really, because then Officer Craigie turns up and he doesn't want to arrest him. He just wants to ask him questions. And and Max is like saying, oh, yeah, fine. And David's like, no, you shouldn't go there. And... Um, this is when we learned that the racists, or three of the racists, have been arrested. But which ones? Anyway, Max agrees to go to the station. They get in the car. And as they, they drive away from number eight, Ali is there looking very tragic on the pavement with Yasmin. Just and, having uh, got out of a taxi from the hospital, I assume. Oh, yeah, maybe she was, actually. She's wearing a comfy jam jams. Oh, okay. She so. she, came, she she stumbled Here home we're... from being blown up so she could get her in her her loungewear to go to hospital. Yeah, exactly. You've got right. to keep up the aesthetic for TikTok. So, that, that was the exciting events of the Max storyline <laughs> this week. <laughs> now listen, right, the trouble about that is that everything we just said sounds sounds pretty exciting and reasonable and like quite dramatic and fun. <laughs> Watching it was like the worst thing I've it seen wasn't. for a while. I was enjoying it a heck of a lot more than you were, but that's because... I was hating it. You you were just kind of cringing away, weren't you? And I, we, we did laugh a lot in the episode. And I, I think I laughed more than you, and you were just there with your head in your hands for some of I was, just I was like despairing. They've, they've, lost, they've lost the seriousness of this now. This, I can't this believe... This story, it's... It's gone, it went, it started so it's, well. It started well, and then it went off. And honestly, a Tuesday's episode, I thought was really, really good. Then they had the nighttime scenes, they had the twist with the bomb, actually being a t- loads of tins of beans, and I was thinking, oh, what are they going to do? What is the plan? Is someone going to get hurt here? I was totally hooked on Tuesday's episode. And Wednesday, it just, it almost started off a spider being clonked around the head by that crowbar, and it just plummeted downwards from there in terms of you know suspension of disbelief and I just was like okay this this has gone farcical I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy the ride and I thought it was just brilliantly entertaining for all the wrong reasons the highlight of which has to be Alia driving a van with a bomb She's like, she's in like, what she watched, universe is that the sensible thing to do? She watched Speed as a kid and it's never left her. Clear. And it's, it, 
and then just the whole stuff about I don't know where I'm going oh no there's only three minutes left where shall I go I'm gonna go the furthest away possible I'm not gonna get out of the van until it's three seconds to go and actually uh, it was just utterly utterly absurd and And, because of this I'm thinking like is she kind of to blame for I thought you were gonna say is she kind of stupid she is kind of stupid (laughs) but we're supposed to be going oh well done Alia you're so brave she's not she's yeah yes it would have been brave I guess but you can be brave and stupid at the same time also it would have been like if there was no other option but she literally went what's the stupidest thing I could do right now I'll do that then like there were no other options for you you couldn't have gone everybody get out of the way you couldn't have gone um I'll just I'm just gonna um phone the police I love the way they were like Lauren's got it handled Lauren's got it handled yeah as though at the other end of the phone on 999 there's a lady he's like yes we know there's a bomb we've heard it already you don't need to just everybody tell me cup of tea then we'll so be rude all these people I swear to god all day long just been phoning me up there's a bomb there's a bomb I know there's a bomb it's my job to know these things you're so rude <laughs> I do, but so so, so I, I don't want to be victim blaming here but but she's not a real person whatever uh, whatever negative consequences <clears throat> that there are from Alia and it seems like there's maybe none but I don't know but she did look pretty shaken up, so there is still the possibility that she's going to have some kind of long-term trauma or whatever from this. It's kind of like, you brought it on yourself, Alia. Sorry, and that's really, really bad. Oh, well, and I'm not... I, you're not normally one to worry about that. No, I know I'm not. Well, you care so but, much about Alia all of a sudden. And I'm not saying go racist or anything like that. Clearly not. But well, come hey. on, Alia, come on. And, and when the bomb went off, <laughs> yeah. I cheered. I was like, ha, 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 oh dear. I was like, yeah, Alia's got blown up. Sorry, did anybody else do that? (laughs) Alia's not my favourite character. Oh, you're so mean. And I was thinking, and it was kind of the excitement of it built in with, oh, they got a shock death. Are they killing someone off without warning us? Is this going to be, you know, a rare Coronation Street somebody is killed off without anybody suspecting that it was going to happen? And it's like, no, it wasn't. It was just a, a little bit of a cut on her forehead. But anyway. Um, well, that, that happened. <laughs> that, yeah, it, it was it was fun while it lasted. Um, this was a very, um, this was a very unfortunate turn of events. But I am, I am confident that they can bring it all back together again. I think they needed to get this out of their system. I think they needed to blow something up. They did. And, and I've been wanting this. I've been talking about it for weeks on the podcast. I hope they're building up for some, to something. But this wasn't and they good did. enough. They could. If this wasn't good enough. If they'd have just today, like I said earlier, said, Max says there's a bomb. The police find the bomb and they defuse it. And everything's fine. I would have just been left like feeling pretty deflated by the whole climax. But... Well, as if it you was, get, listen, it, got, it got me excited. If you've got a sinister gang of bomb-making racers and they don't blow something up before the end of the story, then you've just disappointed everyone, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. But now we've got... Now we're left with something that's actually perhaps a bit more interesting than, than, than this turned out to be. Because you've got Griff's on the run, you've got Lauren, who has now had her dad and his friends arrested... She's presumably still free because she had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Max is being questioned. I don't know what's going to happen to him. You've got um, the counsellor who has been funding everybody. And if he doesn't come back into the storyline, then that's a massive mistake. Uh, he, he will do because he's because had so little to do so He needs to have far. his comeuppance. Yeah, he'll get that. There needs to be um, 
some sinister, like very dark and twisted kind of hostage situation or a kidnapping or sneaking about, Griff needs to return and he needs to get his revenge on probably Alia and maybe Max and Maria and this counsellor because he needs everybody to know that he is the supreme racist in the in Weatherfield. Yeah. You've also got the um, psychological damage that's going to be caused to Alia and everybody else in that community who has now been targeted by a bomb. Exactly. Taking away all the off. silliness of it. That's when a it... bomb goes off in your community, that's and bloody it's targe- terrifying. And it's targeting you. And yeah. I feel like that was lost completely. Yeah. I feel like the whole thing, that ho- the whole spectacle was completely drowned out what the actual storyline is about, which is about the insidious nature of racism and how it can alienate people and how you can how people can be turned against each other in in a really disgusting way by this weird rhetoric that's coming from Griff. That's all got completely lost in the mix here. We saw Alia and Yasmin looking sad uh, on as Max was take being taken away, but that was literally it. Mm. Uh, you have to infer from their expression that they are all the things that they are feeling and for some people it's going to be very obvious you know people of color are going to look at that and gonna they're gonna get the what's being projected but a lot of other people are just going to be oblivious to that and they'll be looking at it going oh they're mad at max or she's just sad because she got blown up by in a car Mm. there's a whole nuance there well uh, that's going to have to come out next episode is on sunday so we've got a few days to wait also say that unfortunately for me that that's kind of been tar- this this if there is going to be that between Alia and and Yasmin and then other people associated with them and you know Zidane and I don't know where Zidane's gone if she buggered off again it feels a bit tarnished by the fact that Yasmin has just spent three years being abused and being miserable and being browbeaten and and only just kind of peeked her head up the up the side here to try, you know, to get a bit of happiness, mm. manage to find love again with Stu. And now we're going to have to watch her again. And if they want to actually be true to the storyline, she's going to be traumatised. Mm. But I don't yeah. want to watch that from Yasmin because I, uh, I've yeah, seen it. Misery. Yeah. I've seen it for years now, literally yeah. for years. Ever catch Truddy too. And I... I don't want them to flub it. Mm. Do you think that Max mm. is, is going to end up getting... Um arrested or anything from this or will he get away with it i honestly think that spider's gonna stick up for him to, to i think so a, as well a, a larger extent than he deserves i, I so he, he, how old is he 16 he missed plenty of opportunities and it, it is still young he he had plenty of opportunities to back out and and tell the police and everything but he wasn't a major organizer i i think he might get a bit of a slap on the wrist and and that's it but he but doesn't David's he deserves plan to, to go, uh, get in trouble for this and the fact that he went involuntarily as well is going to count towards yeah, it. And he didn't I mean... agree with mac uh, with david to go <laughs> on the run somewhere it's tricky because you can see how he's been trying to win the approval of these older men who've obviously taken advantage of him and groomed him. Mm. But at the same time, he's he is he that stupid that he he couldn't put it together? You know, and, and Dave's there making all these excuses for him, going, oh, you're only allowed, how are you supposed to join the dots? What? The, the dot, there are two dots, Mike. There's two dots. There's, we're a bunch of racists, and then there's, we've got a bomb, and he couldn't join the dots. I think, you know... To, with a bit more nuance it maybe it would have worked because these things do happen and um not with bombs 
No, I'm just saying, you know, grooming of children and... Um, of course they do. And then, and like I said at the beginning, that's why we have our, our prevent training every year at school. And, and you can't... Okay, that sounds like we're victim blaming again, but... What do you um, mean? Well, saying that Max should have realised when he was the one that was. I'm not saying coerced. he's. I'm not saying that he is 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 um is completely completely to blame here. But the, the 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 insinuation that he's absolutely blameless, it doesn't sit well with me. No, but oh, no. we'll see. Uh, let, let's move on to the next. I think we've had plenty of time chatting about this, and this has been like an hour and 20 minutes or so just talking about one story and believe it or not other things Honestly, did happen this week I was baffled by a lot of that of what happened yeah. yesterday to, uh, yeah yeah to, but I would tell you other things did happen th- and was, they were also there more life or death drama is somebody else that went in hospital yes, Nina so, this that's week another, so that's four cracked characters. her head and nearly drowned that's, she's fine though by the next episode that's four characters that have spent time in hospital this week yeah we didn't necessarily see all of them there. Mm. Well, no, Alia, Alia as well, isn't it? So that's yeah. five. Yeah. What, what are you doing, Corey? Right, Roy phone is alone. phone. Monday, Brian comes to collect Roy for the bat meeting. Nina's telling Asher that Roy needs to get his qualification because he's going to be a bat watcher. And and he's going to be a bat, a bat visitor. Visitor. Different, he can go and see the bats. Bringing them grapes when they're sick and stuff. Um, She's getting a bit fed up with it, to be honest. And they're like, oh, well, at least we have get to hang out together because they've all got to go with him for some reason <laughs> so Roy and Brian are getting ready and Evelyn comes in she wants a lift Brian says we can't give you a lift we're going batting and we need to pick up a bunch of other people <laughs> and then she says no you, Roy needs to take me in the car so she and Roy go for some reason they go together and then everyone else goes in another car yeah they're gonna they're gonna meet Roy there at the battery <laughs> so he takes he takes Evelyn off and then he's gonna go to the bat watch yeah. Nina, Asher and Brian then get this message from the WhatsApp group going... Because they've got mobile phones. We're not going back in tonight because it was raining yesterday, which sounds like not a very English thing to say. <laughs> but how was Roy going to know that it's not on? So... <laughs> this is just what we said last podcast, isn't it? Roy saying, I don't need a phone. I don't need a phone. I was like, there's going to be a, there's going to be something that happens where he needs a phone. And by gum, I was proven right here. See... Roy, Roy doesn't know it wasn't rain. It rained yesterday because he doesn't do what I do, which is like, go, what is the weather like? Could I, should I look out the window? No, I'm too lazy. I'll look at my phone and see if it's raining. <laughs> so he's got no idea. Um, Roy is still not back later. He must have gone straight to the roosting site on his own. And it's Matlock Woods. Yeah. And he goes there by himself in the dark. And he drops his flask of tea into it's, the it's pond. Not, it's not dark at this point. It's still, it's still daytime. Oh, okay. He drops his, his flask of tea, rolls, rolls into down. the pond. And that's foreshadowing. Because yes. that's what that's what Nina's body is going to do later. <laughs> Asher, Nina and Brian turn up. And they find the Woody there, abandoned. And they run off in the dark. Now it's definitely dark. To try to find him in the woods. And presumably are shouting and ruining the Batwatch. Because the bats are probably not like to be disturbed by well, people they're in the shrieking. Bat watch. That's the thing. When when it when it's raining, the bats are like nah. The bats are like we're going out. Yeah. <laughs> if I if it's rain if it's rained and it's wet, I'm staying in. Bats are weird, aren't aren't they? <laughs> Good job we've got societies to explain their strange yeah. natures to us. So, um, they get to the pond. Night has fallen. Nina sees Roy's flask and she rushes down. She's like, oh no, it looks like he's drowned. Maybe I should see what happened to him. Now. Back on the victim blaming again here. 
Right. It's kind of, you know, it's fun what happened to her. No, it She's isn't. She's got her massive big boots on. She a wasn't big dressed for a fat watch, was she? On, running down a slippy, muddy, very steep incline. Yeah. Towards water. Yeah. You're going to fall in, aren't and you? And I'll tell you really? what, tell you what, this would never happen to the back group. No. Because they're like, we're not going out. It's rainy. Exactly. That's how you die. Yeah, so she ends she ends up cra- cascading into the water, cracking her head on this rock, which is un- unfortunately there. And, and then starts floating face down in the pond. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's like... What's that famous painting of the girl on her back going down the river? You know the one? Uh, yeah, I'm, I know who you mean. I think she's... I, think she's <sighs> on, I love that one. Her. I forgot what, the name, what it's called. Mm, I mean, you know what we mean. Yeah, well, you guys know what we mean. So, yeah. so Brian oh. rushes in. He's heroic. See, this is proper her- her- um, being heroic. Was there any other option? No. Did it put anyone else's life in danger? No. Was it dangerous? No. Brian went in, rescued rescued Nina, pulled her out, started giving her chest compressions, and she coughs up water and she's fine. Alia, take note. Yeah, that's how you be a hero, Alia. Yep. Brian is the unsung hero of this week. Brian saved more people than Alia did because all... all um. Alia did was stop the Rovers shed from catching on fire. That's probably, that may have pots. happened. I mean, maybe the Rovers uh, shed would have caught fire. But right. Anyway. So Nina's Roy turns up. He's like, what's all this kerfuffle? Don't need a mobile phone to hear to see the, the, the ambulance mm. and the paramedic lights. I came over and they, and they're all mad and they're like, Roy, <laughs> if I was Roy again, victim blame, I'd be like, what? So you said, you said, right, I would have been fine here by myself just getting a bit wet. You guys all turned up. One of you nearly drowns to death and it's my fault. <laughs> you could have stayed at home and I would have eventually worked out that no one else was coming. Yeah. So anyway, they're all mad at him for some reason. Um, and they go to the hospital together and Nina's got to have a CT scan because she says she's already been bonked on the head once and they're like, well, too many bonks. You know what we're saying? Yeah. So they have a little scan. Roy, Roy, um, Asha tries to explain what's, what's happened and she gets really snappy at, at him. And then... Um, then she says. Then she tells him. Um, she, 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 she tries to tell him. It wasn't my fault. It was an accident. And and then Roy. Basically, it all ends in Roy thinking, like going, "Oh, I should have no, had my phone." Ends up with two lessons we've learned. What's that? Should have had your phone with you. Mm-hmm. Should have been a paramedic. Yes. If only Asha's, she. Asha's suddenly gone, oh, this paramedic block. To be fair, Asha didn't need to do anything. She was like, Brian was there. She was well, on no, the What does she one, need to do? Only also, one person who's first aid trained. I'm sure, honestly, she could work. I mean, let's face it. Soap CPR is not like real CPR. Anyone could do it. Yeah. You don't need to put any effort into it whatsoever. She could have done it fine. Hmm. So. She, she goes and has a word with the heroic pa- uh, paramedic, doesn't thank she? Thank you so much. And the paramedic's like, don't know why I'm still here because I would be gone hours ago if this was real. <laughs> this paramedic, by the way, I don't know whether you saw the tweet <clears throat> that we put out the other day, was the same guy who failed to save Imran last year. He was there, the one that was there doing his little weedy chest compressions on lovely Imran and, and, and failed to revive him. So even if he had got there in time... Would I mean, have been rubbish. Yeah. I think needed, um, he needs to learn a lesson from Brian. Brian should have been there. But if Brian had been in the car instead of Toya, Imran would still be alive. And that is irrefutable. Absolutely. Okay, move on. Um, Roy says to Asha, if I'd known the meeting was cancelled, none of this would have happened. Yes, we know. Someone comes out and says, Nina's fine, don't worry about it. 
Asha runs in to see her. Nina's in the hospital bed. Asha feels guilty for not knowing what to do to save her and she feels useless. Brian was amazing. Asha says, I'm going to become a paramedic. And Nina's like, well, that came out of nowhere, but cool. <laughs> Asha's like, no, actually, it's been my life stream. I've just not mentioned it before. I didn't want to bring it up because I thought you'd make fun of me. Right, she's just but now you've been safe. decision. Because she's, she's, she's still, and I've seen, I think I've seen some people online getting confused about this. She's not at university yet, is she? She's still doing her A-levels She's this much year. younger than Nina. Yeah, she's younger than Nina, but she's also younger than Amy. She's in the year below Amy, so she's not supposed to be at uni yet. No. But she was, she, when she was visiting universities last year, do you remember she was going up to Scotland or something? Yes, she, she wanted was. to do risk management and there. And Nina got anxiety. But that was to start this coming autumn, I thought. Yeah. Um, but now she doesn't want to do but that. now she don't want to do that anymore. She, 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 I can't manage risks. I'm just going to react to them when the, yes. when the drama happens. I'm not going to plan for them. I'm just going to, yeah, deal yeah. with them as they come. Yeah. In sequence. Roy goes and sees Nina next. He says, sorry about the phone. She's Nina's... really laying on thick that I should have had a phone. Nina's like, honestly, it's fine. I mean, I didn't have any other plans for today. So the bat watch was cancelled. So, you know, I had a whole evening free to be here. <laughs> and he says, I promised to protect you. Last time you were in here and I failed, you could have died. Do you remember I had that really brilliant scene a couple of years ago where I started to look after you? And she's like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. What happened there? Yeah. He didn't realise he'd need a phone for that, though. <laughs> Tuesday, Nina's going home. Uh, she tells Roy that Asha wants to be a... Paramedic. Yes. And a noble profession. At, oh God, she's just going to be there every time anyone falls over for the like the, the duration of her being in the show. Do we, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind. I think that, that she... I, I could buy her as a paramedic. And it's quite interesting, <coughs> I think, how Coronation Street hasn't had a kind of a regular paramedic as a character. We've had the, lots of policemen. When was the last time we had a medical person? Was it Rana? Uh, maybe Rana. A well, full-time I mean, medical Yeah, because we've got Gadas, but she's only no, part-time, no. isn't she? Well, there, there was a, a Dr. Ali as well, wasn't there? Yeah, so whenever you are that character, this is, your, this is now your... Mm. Your job. For but the rest of the time you're in the show, something happens, you're the one that has to run up in the middle of whatever it is you're doing just, and... Just like how Craig's there to arrest anybody who needs yes. arresting. Yes, So yeah, we, we, I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I don't think we've had a paramedic character. I know that no. Jude was um, training to be a paramedic a few years ago, wasn't he? But then he was too scared of blood. Yes. But I, I think it's fine. The, the, oh, I'm, I'm quite excited. I like Asha. I'm in, interested. I'm sure she'll get in some kind of peril. She'll when look she... good in green. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think, yeah, go for it. Um, so, at the cafe later, Roy tells Brian he should have had a phone. We know <laughs> this case, now. case we didn't get that message before. And he says, I've decided I'm going to get a pager. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then at that Panties. moment, in bursts Sam going, Uncle Roy, Uncle Roy, thanks for my present. I can't believe how many amazing things I can do on my mobile phone. And then he lists a bunch of boring stuff. And Roy's like, What? No one told me about that. But they were just for turning you into zombies. So he goes to the cafe and he gets a bag out from the phone no, shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he goes away, doesn't he? Then he comes, comes back, back to the cafe. I, I, interestingly, he didn't go to the EE shop. Oh, you would have thought There's he would have done. a mere stroll down the road. Obviously, it's probably... that's kind of a bad... You know, no, 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 it's, no. Obviously, they're far too expensive a TE as 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 a viewer no, of Coronation no, 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 Street. That's no, no. the lesson I'm taking away. From no, no, this. no, no, no. You c- because there's too much risk here. If Roy has a if Roy has an EE phone, it can never be used for nefarious purposes, like sending aubergines to your your niece. 
So there had to be. I a, think it's far too much trouble than it's worth to give him a, a branded play. because it will be involved in plots. Mm. So they can't have any. I I think it's too much liability, and they get involved too much in having a say in what the phone. Maybe. I mean, even when they had the tram crash, the blimmin tram people got involved and got told them putting the brakes on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. I, I guess you might be right. I, I, I found it interesting how. Uh, iPhone and Android got a shout out from Ryan this week. I can't remember the last time that they've types. heard the, uh, the the brand names of phones. Anyway, sorry, carry on. He's got his phone, and the rest of the week for Roy is just him. The rest of the day, yeah, and, and Wednesday is him. Can I tell you? He's phone. setting his phone up. Nina's showing him how it works. Let him look at these emojis. Here's the back watch group. He keeps getting all these people going. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. And he's like, I'm going. And um, Asher takes his profile picture later. I don't know why they don't just use a headshot off the, off the um, website or just have an egg like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she says, you would make a brilliant... Now, he tells her you'll make a brilliant paramedic because you're very empathetic. Yeah. On Wednesday, Roy's moaning about his phone. He's getting all these memes. He's getting cat pictures. He's getting emojis. He asks Nina to pick up aubergines um, at the market by sending her an aubergine. And uh, everyone's like, you can't do that because it means sex. Carla has to have a, a little whisper in his ear, doesn't she? And then Roy's like, well, that explains why when I asked her if she wanted to do Netflix and chill later, she said no. <laughs> also, I... what is Roy cooking with aubergines in that place? Don't tell me there's an aubergine in any of that. I, I enjoyed this a lot. I, I, I thought that the Nina drama was, you know, fine, but it was yet again one of these, like, oh, no, character in mortal peril. Oh, but they're fine. You can't, they just want to wash over me now, really. What I really enjoyed about this story was Roy setting up his phone and, and David Nilsson played it so well, like, just the, I don't know what any of this is. And, the, and then it goes in the script about, oh, back in ancient Egypt, they used logograms for communication and... It all it all ticked all the right boxes for me. I can see him getting super into like symbology and like how the designs of the emojis were created and, and when he finds out that they look different on different people's phones, he's gonna lose his mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you did you and were you enjoying the lighter side of uh, the the street this week with Roy's mobile? I think antics? this was probably the the most interesting. Yeah, this this was the most Cory feeling story, right? Yeah, this felt this felt acceptable. There was, you know, there Low was stakes. danger. There was a bit of danger. Nobody thought that um, Nina was going to die. This is what I'm saying. This is why we need to bring back consequences. Don't bother dr- drowning people in ponds. We know they're not going to die. Well, I, when it happened, I thought, oh, this is how she leaves the show for Dancing on Ice, but. What, just she... dies in a pond? Well, no, I thought that maybe she could be, like, seriously injured or seriously ill, or does she... You know, she knocked her head. She could have been in a coma for months, like Shona, and that and that's her dance on her ice thing. But now she's back, so I don't know how she how and when she's going to leave, but it's gonna got to happen soon. Maybe Roy just gets fed up with her, because she was being a little bit too... Um, she's been a right bit of, snit, bit of a bossy boots, cow, wasn't she? she, on Tuesday, saying, now you need to do this, and let me show you about no, no, that. No, 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 I mean, like, she was just being really, really, like... <clears throat> I'd still be mad at him if I was her, though, because she still bought him a phone that he gave away, which was really rude. Yeah, it was. Really, really rude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll see where she's going to leave. Next story, which... um... Tell me a stupid story. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Tell me something that doesn't make sense. Today's episode at the school. 
Uh, Honestly, this was offensive. Oh man, this I was, you- this was this really was like offensively terrible. See, can I just say the way we felt watching this that doesn't make sense set in a school. With, with a teacher doing stuff teachers would never do. I bet you there were so many racists watching the other storyline going, we would never have decoy beans <laughs> that stupid. Yeah, I wonder. We right. would never camp in waste grounds well, in stupid pop-up tents. It, it only kind of starts, it leads on to the school stuff, but the Monday is the, the Gematrimony stuff where um, Gemma's getting excited looking at celebrity wedding dresses on her phone and everything. And Can she, I just say one thing quickly? Yes. This is my one of my hated Cronisha Street tropes where couple that's already got engaged then has to restart actually going to get going to get married and then have a discussion about whether they actually do want to get married or not well i forgot i think i and probably a lot of people have forgotten that they did get married engaged because and and then when i thought back and i was like oh yeah there was that bit where they were on the on the gondola or whatever it is in the mountains and Wales and Chesney proposes to Gemma and the ring goes over to the edge and then somehow Bernie with her amazing metal finding psychic powers is able to track down this ring she needn't before have the end of the episode maybe what's happened that was like three years ago Bernie actually didn't find it and she's actually just been looking for it for three years on and off in her spare time and she's only just finally found it no it was weird I'd I'd completely honestly I'd forgotten they were engaged and I was like oh yeah that happened but but Chesney has clearly forgotten all of the um, whatever reasons he had to propose for Gemma has gone right out of his head because he spends Monday's episode being an utter drag and misery guts about the whole thing saying no I don't think we really should so Gemma goes and moans to Paul and Bernie everyone seems to be getting married about me and I just want people to know we're committed but, but Chesney's not really into it everyone's getting married except me yeah yeah um and bernie says look you you take control of it if you think that chesney's not doing a good job you 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 do it so she drags him to the bistro later and tries to get him to agree that they're getting married there and he's like no i don't really think so oh such a waste of money Uh, and they get back home later and he's just being a total downer about it and says oh i'd like to be able to afford a fancy wedding for you but we just can't afford it Oh, if only there was a way of making money out of all these kids we got. <laughs> the other thing that annoys me about this is that he asked her to marry him after they already knew that they were having four kids. Yeah. So what are you? Why did you think it was going to be cheap? Well, yeah, the fresh goes money on the. That's what I'm talking about. On the horizon there, didn't they? Stupid so Tuesday's episode, he just carries on digging himself a hole by saying. Well, even if we did have money, I wouldn't want to waste it on a wedding anyway. It's just a piece of paper at the end of the day. And Paul's there going, yeah. And I think Bernie in the previous episode had said something on the lines of it, marriage doesn't mean anything. And Jem was just like, what the hell? Soap characters are all supposed to like getting married, aren't they? Well, how are we supposed to get on the front of the soap magazine if exactly. we don't get married? I, I you know, as, as a husband myself, yes. I'm quite a proponent of um, the, the, the matrimony. Um, the, and I, But I did find it interesting for a change for some characters to be saying, no, why do we need to get married? Because pretty much every couple on Coronation Street, that's the natural path, isn't it? Like yeah. you said, partly for the for the soap TV guide covers. But it's um, a rite of passage in yeah, it life. Is. It's it is. a ceremony that... And, and if you're a soap <coughs> girl, you've got to have your wedding dress. It just yeah. happens. So I, I very much appreciate it, even though I was like saying, oh, shut up, Paul, shut up, Chesney. Uh, that somebody having a different view for a change. I just found it very hypocritical that Chesney was the one who asked her to marry him and now he's saying he doesn't want to. Suddenly she wants to get married and he's making out that it is utterly meaningless to him, which I think is so mean and unfair to do to your partner. If they were... (sighs) 
It's not. This is the thing, right? They obviously had a discussion about they wanted to get married because they're engaged. Yeah. So it's not the same thing as as her suddenly out of the blue going, "I want to get married," and he's like going, "No, we." No, it's just a waste of money and a waste of time. When did you get this idea, Chesley? Well, was it when you had to pay for it? This was what, similar to what we saw with Fizz and Tyrone, isn't it? Because they got married donkeys years ago, and then a couple of years ago, Fizz decides to married. bring. It, sorry, they got engaged donkeys years ago, and then a couple of years ago, Fizz decides to start planning this secret wedding in Greece because Tyrone's not pulling his finger out, and then he pulls water on the idea, and yeah. You do, if you were going to have a long engagement, you get have a wedding at the end of it, like us. We were engaged for a very long time, <laughs> yeah. but we didn't ever give up on the idea. The trouble is about it, the idea that it's just a piece of paper. It does it, that does annoy me as well because like, there are definitely valid reasons to not get married, but saying it's just a piece of paper is not one of them because that piece of paper actually is very important. If, say, for example, you die in a, in a car crash, Chesney. How is Gemma gonna actually be able to take custody of Joseph, or will Granny come back from Portugal? Portugal. Because by rights, you would she would have more claim over Joseph than you would. Have you thought of that? No, there are lots of reasons and lots of lots of rights that you get that you don't have if you are just mm. unmarried. And I I really wish that people knew. Because if you're going to make a decision, make an informed one. That's all I'm saying. There are but, loads of reasons not to want to get married. And we said that a bit, a million times. And, you know, 50% of the population... Don't get married. Yeah, so it's not... Which is really worrying to me because I really don't think that a lot of them realise. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, Well, Gemma... I know that my friends certainly don't because they were very shocked. Yeah, yeah. Gemma finds out later that Ches has bought himself an egg balm from Roy's and she's like, oh, you're wasting money as well. And Chesney's just like, well, whatever, I don't care. I still don't want to get married anyway. We can't have this bistro wedding. It's too expensive. But then they have this great scene with Dev and Chesney and Dev's like going, oh, Chesney, you got a girl, you got a fiancé, she wants a wedding, you got to give her a good wedding. Come on, Chesney, be a man. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, then fine. To be fair, though, how on earth are they going to get money to get Well, to get he's got a little piggy bank, hasn't he? Made out of a big sauce bottle at the end of the episode. Oh, so uh, ten years' time, they'll have saved up enough pennies oh, bless him. To, to get hitched in the bistro, I suppose. Um, so when Chesney comes home, this is when the, the story takes a different turn because he's like, oh, Joseph, you're home. What are you doing here? Joseph says, I was sent home from school for using British Sign Language in the playground. The teacher thought I was making rude gestures and I've been sent home. <laughs> yep. Hmm. That happens all the time. Hmm. Okay, we'll come back to that. Okay. Wednesday's in episode. Put a pen in that one for now, yeah. Wednesday's episode. Bernie and Gemma are talking about this Mrs. York, the teacher at school. And this was Gemma's teacher when she was at school. So she's got a bit of history to her. She's She's been in the profession for a long time. She's seen all the changes. She's seen, you know, the extra amount of planning. She's seen all the curriculum changes. She's uh, seen everything. But um, she's just, yeah, a bit of a stalwart there. But she still hasn't changed how nasty she is, apparently. Just like all teachers, basically. Yeah, horrible. And, and Gemma's like, we need to do, we need to deal with this the proper way. Hey, go down there and kick off. <laughs> I yep. just, I love how Gemma was clearly just written as being one of those parents marching down the school parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and Chesney's like, I-, I think maybe we should try the softly, softly approach to this first. Um, they arrive at school there, and uh, and she's there. She 
She, she, they arranged a meeting, didn't they? They don't happen to just bump into her in the corridor because when they're doing the oh, protest later, discussion. they said, you, you said we should go. But so anyway, they're, they're there. And like, Why did you send Joseph home? Um, and she's, she's like, like well... <laughs> I, I told him to tell you. I, t- I told him to tell you that he's excluded for the day. I mean, I, I, sorry if it wasn't clear enough. Um, maybe we should have written a note or something. Um, we but, don't write these things down at schools because we find it gets in the way of teaching. Yeah. Children, she's children shouldn't be speaking to teachers in language that they don't understand. She, he shouldn't have been using sign language. And Jen was like, for heaven's sake, his brother is deaf. Sign language is a way that he communicates at home. Maybe the school should have a sign language club, actually. And Mrs York says, nope, sorry, we don't have the time or the staff or anything like that. Oh, what a cow that Mrs York is. How dare she? And then things start getting a little bit personal between um, Bernie and, and Mrs York. And her saying, oh, you were, I remember you as a mega cow when you were our Gemini's Apollo's teacher and you are always horrible then. You've clearly never changed. And Mrs York's like, well, you've not changed either. <laughs> you chavvy scumbag or whatever. <laughs> She doesn't use those exact words. I know it's implied there. Um, and, and she swans off to do some marking after that. So Bernie decides the best thing to do here, Gemini, is let's have a peaceful protest, you know, take an inspiration from the Peace Festival. Let's have a sit-in at the school. As we're hmm. here, unchaperoned. Yeah, they're just they're just sitting around, you know, after the free-range, yeah, No lanyards on, we haven't signed in, no one's going to miss us. Nobody checks that we're Nobody there. Nobody else here Presumably, Mrs York is the only other person in the building and no, nobody checks when they lock no up at the end of the day so we could just take ourselves off home whenever we fancy so what we should do is have a sit-in in York's classroom and we're not going to leave until they agree to teach sign language yeah this is how we set up clubs at school we just we just set, have the parents demand it until we back down because that always works um, so they go in to barricade themselves in Mrs York's classroom which is actually Daniel's classroom in a different, a different school, school. I am right, I'm sure I yes, am. Yes, you are. So not only is... I was in sense earlier. Not only is Daniel's classroom... Well, not that Daniel teaches there anymore, you know, the English classroom, the only classroom in Weatherfield High... They also seem to share it with Bessie Street as well. Yeah. And yet they changed the displays and everything. So there was a nice crepe paper planets display and stuff up. But that was still Daniel's classroom, wasn't it? And it had the same um, cabinet and it had the same grammar posters around. I wasn't Do fooled by that. Do you think it's actually a set? No, it I, must be. I think, yeah, I think it is. I think I think this is a behind the scenes set. It's not an actual school. I, I, I don't think it is. But um, anyway, I was like, you, you don't just keep showing scenes in Daniel's classroom and have everybody commenting on the fact that it's the only classroom in the school only then to use it again and hope that we won't notice. But anyway, they, they start barricading themselves trash, in. Isn't it, and then, um, what do you know, Michael's there as well. Michael just Bailey's staying there behind there them. Because um, Mrs York, who... You know, I don't. I don't think it was made completely clear what year she teaches. Is she Joseph's teacher or is she just a teacher? I don't know. But um, apparently, she just has random meetings after school with prospective nursery school parents because she's got nothing else better to do. If she she was gone there talking to Bernie and Gemma about the fact that she comes in at half past seven in the morning and marks until eight at night, and I am glad that they put that in. To I be can't honest. help but wonder if that was a little. Like, was that was that for me? Will Michael shut up if we forget? <laughs> him this nugget here. Yeah, yeah, but so I was like, yeah, teachers do work bloody hard, but even I don't mark until eight o'clock at night. But anyway, you so used she, to, Michael. No, no, I, I did, I did used to do more work in the evenings. Yeah. Um, so she's obviously very junior. 
she, she, if you're a nursery teacher, you're not marking until eight and eight at night, as far as I know. Sorry Michael, for any fellow youth stop. nursery teachers out there. Casting aspersions. So, and also, well, her classroom that they were barricading themselves into also had a very junior look. So, why this woman was talking to someone about getting getting glory into nursery i don't really know i think maybe she's um taking on board a little bit too much and she needs to start saying no to the demands from slt after finally they've they've acknowledged the workload that teachers have you're here critiquing it saying that she's doing too much work well she didn't need to be doing this that's all i don't get involved in what's going on in year r at my school i just love the way that they're having this massive barney about about sign language and then they Gemma and um, Bernie barricade themselves inside this thing to have a sit-in. Yeah. And then they turn around and Michael's been sat there they the whole time. They didn't even notice that Michael was there until the barricade has been built. It's and like, he's like sitting there, he's like, these hello. are some crazy bitches. <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> I, I hope they won't see me. He's too busy looking through an exercise book and like, yeah, this is what I want Glory to be writing yeah, in I'm just six gonna... years' time. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Gemma, Gemma starts filming themselves and streaming it. Go viral, go viral. It's going to go viral, everybody. Yeah, so, and it does. Moment, what we have because this is we've been too excited to tell you what's happening to really explain it. Mrs. York is outside, yes. Gemma and her mum, Bernie, are inside the classroom having barricaded themselves in. Michael's sitting down trying not to involve himself, and Gemma and Bernie are making videos about the fact that Mrs. York is an evil monster that won't let them. She's refusing to teach sign language. And Mrs. York is standing the other side of the the glass, this classroom, going, oh my God. Rolling her eyes dramatically at them and saying... I'm not doing a a course on British sign language. Yeah. Uh, She she says that they're trespassing. And then Michael decides, actually, I think I will involve myself in this. And he's like, I don't want my child to go to this school. Uh, You've made your decision based on... Yeah, so you're taking Britain Gemma's side on this? Because you're passionate about British Sign Language to the point that you know all the signs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the Dev uh, eventually finds out about this back on the street and well, shows Chesley. It has, it's gone viral. Yeah, so he shows... I should. I think they should have had Roy coming in and said, I, I, what's going it's, on he's here? He's like, is this, is this relevant? Is this happening now? Can someone explain? <laughs> so Chesney and Dev rush off to the school and, tell, and they tell Mrs. York that they, she's... She's appearing on this live stream and Mrs. York is like, I don't even know what those words mean. I'm a fuddy-duddy teacher. I don't learn oh, things. I hell. teach them. Fuddy hell. Um, and, and so, and they're like, this isn't, this isn't a good look for the school, you know. And uh, anyway, she's like, I'm not, I'm not paid enough for this. Thank you very much. Solidarity striking. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, so she takes her classroom key and she locks Gemma and Michael and Bernie in the classroom and heads off. And it looks like they're staying there overnight because the only other store- scene that we see of this is, I think um, Devon Chesney are there saying, yeah, go, go for it, you'll be fine. And at this point I'm thinking... How did they get in? Yeah, who, yeah. That's true. Who let them into the school? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. What was their reason when they got to office for can we get through? Because you can't just walk into nope. a school these days. We have safeguarding procedures for that. We have doors. We have sign-in slips. We do have our lanyards, like Gemma says. You can't just walk in there. But somehow Devon Chesney have managed it. Um, who's 
it this doesn't make sense in any way. Also, this this Mrs. York would not let them stay in that classroom, which is full of data about other people's children. Yeah, exactly. By themselves, with, without any, they wouldn't even be allowed. In, I don't know why they're in there in the first place. They shouldn't have gone in there. No. Go and get a colleague. Has everyone gone home at this point? Because it seemed like pretty daytime-ish to me. Where's the head teacher? Where's the site manager? You've got a <laughs> caretaker here who's presumably the one that's locking up at the end of the day. When he does his rounds or she does her rounds at the end of the day, do you not think he's going to check the classrooms to see... Just, like, just checking that nobody's barricaded themselves in like tonight this. before I put the alarm on. Do-de-do-de-do. Oh, Mrs. York sex slaves again. Better leave them alone. Do-do-do-de-do. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is there no burger alarm? Why is there no, you know... I know, you no... think she'd have to set the alarm. Like, oh, right, it's very important you don't move because now you're locked in. I mean, I'm, I'm often the person that locks up at the end of the day at, at my school, but I have to do a check around to make sure that nobody's there. I think I've maybe noticed this. And it is always... It just well, it doesn't make sense. belief it, it's in silly. absolutely every way. Which is... Even okay. the fact that of her yeah. sending Joseph home for doing sign language. Well, that's even... That... Honestly, it's like they stealthed that one in because that was the least stupid thing out of the whole thing. And actually, at the beginning, that was the most offensively wrong thing yeah. that there was. <laughs> and actually... Why, why doesn't Mrs. York and others know that Joseph knows sign language. I'm sure that would have come up, especially I, if she is his teacher. I don't know whether she is. I can't remember I can't, what they said. I <laughs> believe... Okay, I'm going to say this. I do believe that there might be a time at which a teacher might go, what are you saying? Are you being cheeky? Can yeah. you stop yeah. that? Because Absolutely. I remember... I went. I did, I did do British sign language very briefly. I don't remember any of it when I was in secondary school. And, of course, because I was naughty what I used it for was to was to talk about my English teacher across the classroom to my friend who also did BSL and he got very annoyed and he told us to stop doing it. Now, you don't send a was kid that, home. You don't get sent home for it and also is that some somehow oppression of deaf people? No, not no. really, is it? It's because... It, and also, like you said... Joseph is not the sort of kid that you would ever... He's a little cherub. You wouldn't go, oh, Joseph's so naughty. You'd be like... Strike one, you're expelled. Yeah. You'd know that he would... If he said, sorry, miss, I was telling... You'd go, well, okay. Yeah. Sorry. The amount of paperwork and and hoops that you would have to jump through and and reasons and, you know, and and restorative measures and let's get the parents involved. So much to send a child... Children so rarely, you just wouldn't so so able... rarely get sent home, and there's got to be you know a history and and you wouldn't be able to justify. Even... There was no justification for sending Joseph home. It was absolutely ridiculous. It just that felt was the biggest eye roll. Really insulting to in teachers. a whole week of eye rolls with the with the with the racism. Even stuff. a rogue, even a rogue, Seriously. even if you're going to say, "Oh, Mrs. York is a rogue teacher that just hates sign language," because she was um. She was attacked by a mime <laughs> as a child, right? Even if that's confused right? by one. <laughs> what do you mean? You, what, there's no box there. How can you be stuck some, in it? You know, some people really don't like those mimes. Are they? No, it's like I Austin don't. Powers. He's like, oh, I hate carny folk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, street artists, right? I've, I've kind of lost track here. Yeah, even if she was a rogue teacher that hated sign language, <laughs> she still wouldn't be able to engineer a situation in which. No. 
she would be responsible for sending him home for that. No, it'd be down to the head teacher who sent them home. Like, why? Why oh are we sending? The head teachers died, as we we said this before. There's definitely. Well, it's Bessie Street and... Is this Bessie Street? This is Bessie Street. The head, so who's the head, the head teacher. of Bessie Street? Nobody Dead. knows. It's not Brian Packham anymore, but this wouldn't have happened under his watch, I tell no. you. There's just a missing... There's missing head teachers in both of the Weatherfield schools. There is a, there is a teacher crisis at the moment, yeah. you know. Teacher, t- teacher numbers are dropping. The, the schools are crying out for head teachers and everything, so clearly this is the case. Get in there, it. Michael. It just, this made no sense whatsoever, and I was watching it thinking, oh my God. And I was half thinking, this is giving teachers a really bad name. But half of me was thinking, this is giving people like Gemma a really bad name. And there was definitely a good part of me that was going, you go, Mrs. York. Go, Mrs. York. Team Mrs. York. You work really hard. You don't get paid enough. You don't need to put up with people like this coming in and demanding that you do BSL courses. I'm not, I'm not against there being British Italian language courses at school. Of course not. It's, it's a lovely thing well, to do. Well, everybody would love to do everything. if somebody comes in and says, I'm not leaving until you do a basket weaving course. <laughs> like, Look, BSL is a bit more important than basket weaving. I know. But... I know you know that. But, you know, I think one, at one point Gemma did say, oh, you're not even going dis- to, you don't even want to open a discussion with us about it. That's why we were angry. But at the end of the day, they have to understand that you can't just go in and go, I'll do it myself. Number one, love, you ain't passing any CRB checks. <laughs> yeah, You're an ex-drug dealer. <laughs> You're not going to be That's able to true. work in a school. She's reformed, Gemma. She's had a Coronation Street transformation. What? Is, what? I know. That, I know. This is a soap. None of this makes sense. But really, you know, Mrs. York should be like, okay, well, listen. You need to get onto the BSL. You need to find out whether they do any school outreach stuff. You need to see if there's any funding for it. Then you need to set up um, a, a consultation to see if there's enough children here that would want to go. And if, if she said that to Gemma, she would just be so boggled in her mind. She wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> she'd go home and she'd never bother doing I d- anything. I don't think a lot of that would be needed. At the end of the day, if a parent wants to come in and run a club, fine. But this isn't how you achieve it. Because let some teachers don't have street. the time for running clubs very often. And, and so, some schools make teachers say, if you're a teacher, you need to run a club. That's part of your duties. Fortunately, I'm, I'm not in a school that does that. I mean, I, I, I sit in with the art club once a week um, this year, and it's been a long time since I've done anything like that. It doesn't mean I have to do it. But it's a lot of work. It, it is a lot of work, and, and it you is already time, do stuff. which is very, very precious to us. So if parents say, you know, I want to do it, like, I think there might be a parent that, in, in the past that have done like Spanish clubs or whatever and fine let them but th- this isn't how you go about doing it and yes Mrs York was portrayed as being a little bit snitty and a little bit you know su- I'm superior to you and she was a bit of an ass. but you know with her up against Gemma and Bernie being utter chavvy o- oiky morons I was like yeah I, I I, I don't blame Mrs. York for not entertaining their requests quite perfectly, honestly. She's she's got better things to be doing. Right, anyway, well, so I can't wait to see what happens oh, there. I don't know next what's gonna week. happen because they, what how they're gonna open about... up the open up the school on the next episode and find their uh, emaciated Dead. corpses there. Talk about insane. taking a perfectly reasonable request and turning it into just the most stupid. It was so, so stupid. But like the stuff with the bomb today. I, it was so far past the the line, I just sat back and enjoyed it and I thought, this is hilarious. This is hilariously bad. And it's not it's not boring. It wasn't boring. Yeah. And I that guess. counts for a lot. And when there are weeks on Coronation Street where I can watch it and go, 
Oh, yeah, that was fine. I can talk about that on the podcast, I guess, for a little bit, and that definitely happens. With this, I was like, I can't wait to talk about this. And and isn't that what our job is? To, of course, to, that's to, our to comment. Not to be paid. To, to, to comment on the government on Anyway, another another storyline, Gemma, <clears throat> um, that we've been quite vocal about recently: the Reed and the Red storyline. New Year's Eve cliffhanger. Teddy's eyes open. He's turned oh. into some kind of cyborg or something with beep, the beep. with the uh, beep, with the ECGs inside. What happens next? Do you think he can laser beam at people the ECG scan in like a big sheet? Yes. You know, definitely. like do you remember that movie um, where they had the lasers go through the little room you had to get through and they cut everybody into pieces? Was it like that's Resident Evil? Resident Evil. Yes. Do you think he can do that with his eyeballs if he like concentrates? His new superpower. Yeah. You should do that to Stephen. On Monday, um, Audrey's back. Who? I mean, I'm surprised, honestly. No, I said that she. I, I thought she'd be back. Well, everybody. No, time. but normally when people go on a holiday, in they're like, it's right, so I'm off for a week now, and you're like, right, see you in a month. Yeah, yeah. No, so, she's back. No, she's back after a week. Um, she had a lovely time. She had a lunch at the captain's table. That's like you. <laughs> Love that. Can we just... I, I, I'm I, sure we, we've talked, have we about, talked about We didn't have lunch at the captain's table when we were on our cruise, did we? It was a chef's, chef's table. Chef's table, yes. So, um, you know, Gemma's a bit of a... She, she likes her food, doesn't she? And I'm a bit of a fussy fuss pot. So when we when we had our cruise for our honeymoon, Gemma organised for us to go to the chef's table. And, and not Very only was exclusive. it dining with the chef, it was, yeah, having a, an exclusive tour around the kitchen, or sorry, the galley, um, as they say on boats um, beforehand, and there was what? How many boats? Ten, fifteen or so. It wasn't. It wasn't very many. From no, the it whole was very boat. Select. And we had to dress up in our special chefs' outfits and everything. And they would take us round and give us little tasters of all this little fancy food. And oh my gosh, as a as a bus pot, it was the worst experience. It was ever. hilarious. I've, I've blanked a lot of it out, but the the main thing that lingers in my mind was this crab salad. And I I'm, I don't like any form of seafood. Won't eat it. And I had this little pot, this little ramekin thing of um there's a big like, claw coming out and yep. it was just oh and, and everyone was going oh my gosh this is so this it is was so, an american so, cruise yeah. it, it was uh, so amazing oh so sophisticated and i was there forcing down you were like oh vile Ugh. crab salad it was it was making me gag <laughs> and you were there going just just eat it like, michael if you ruin this for me yeah because you know this is this is one of your highlights of the honeymoon i was looking it? forward to this for so long and then michael's there going eh, what else crap. did we have Horrible asparagus and disgusting. What oh, was the other was, thing? Was, oh, yeah. When we eventually got round to eating, they gave us asparagus, which I'll eat now. Risotto. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, I don't. I like risotto. There was a mushroomy thing. I That's can't right. Stand it mushrooms. was. A, it was. It was a, a risotto of of um asparagus and mushroom. And I'm sure there's a video oh. of you because uh, I videoed you as you were eating. I said, Michael, what are you eating? Now? And you went horrible. Asparagus and yeah. disgusting mushrooms. We, we have got a video diary of, <laughs> of our cruise. It's very good. Um, anyway, there, there was some. There was some. Uh, fan, there was some nice meat, wasn't there? Some nice beefy stuff there. It's a but flambe. The 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 majority of the food that we had on this. Oh my gosh, it was the worst, and I was just there forcing it down. You can do it, Michael. You can do it for me. You proved it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So uh, I, I'm sure that Audrey and, and Sam have got much more refined palates than me, so they had a lovely time there. They go to the pub. She goes to the pub with Stephen, does Audrey, asks how Jenny's doing, and she says, I uh, can't help thinking about Teddy. 
She doesn't know at this point, Jenny, that Teddy's woken up, does she? She missed a phone call from yeah. the hospital later and uh, earlier, and she doesn't know what they were going to say. So she's going to go down there, and seems like I'll go with you. And they get. I've there. got a new job at the factory, but apparently I don't have to ever turn up there. I just have to look at spreadsheets. <laughs> so they get there, and uh, Teddy's in Betty opens his eyes. Jenny's there, and um, he's like, "Oh, I don't know what's happening." And she says, can you remember what happened? He's like, um, yes, no, I can't. Well, he says, I, no, he says he can, but then he changes his mind, doesn't he? He says he can for the cliffhanger. So like, I remember speaking to Stephen about Leo. Yeah. And then Jenny says, oh, Stephen, tell Teddy what you told me that you he said about Leo. Mm. Tell him his son hates him. Remind yeah. that might jog his memory. And Teddy's like, what? Hang yeah, on, so, what? So, so Stephen tells him that Leo doesn't want anything to do with him. Don't you remember? You told me that, Teddy. And then you killed, know, try to kill yourself. Really? Teddy's like, I don't remember that at all. And Jenny's like, oh, how sad. Tra- how sad and tragic. tragic. So yeah, the, the idea has now been implanted in Teddy's brain. On but Tuesday. Apart from that, it's pretty fine. He's all right. Tuesday. Uh, not, not brain dead. And it was literally two days ago. Jenny was in floods of tears because the doctors have said he could be a vegetable for the rest of his life. The only people He's that fine. do their job on Coronation Street are the people that work, the nameless, faceless nurses and doctors in Weatherfield General who save all of these characters from all of the fates that are supposedly about to befall them. Yeah, they can cure people, but they're not very good at the uh, the prognosis, are they, all the no. time? No, <clears throat> On Tuesday, <clears throat> Stephen and Jenny go visiting Teddy, and he's annoyed at himself for not being able to remember seeing Leo. Teddy's like, don't worry, it will. you'll remember some point. And seems like, oh my God. Oh my God, I've got to go. Uh, Jenny, come with me. And she's like, no, I'm stay here and talk to, talk to Teddy. And then Teddy's like, thanks for staying. I don't have any friends. Later on, Stephen... Interesting. So you might, if you just kind of disappear... You're not going to be missed, you say? Stephen mm. and Elaine go, go into the Rovers and Jenny's there saying, oh, I said I would help, I would uh, let Teddy stay with me because he needs somewhere to recuperate and it will help him As remember things. As a guest in the Rovers. And Stephen's like, what? And then on Wednesday, he's like, you shouldn't let, her, let Teddy stay. What would Leo say? Wouldn't he get the wrong idea about you being shacked up with his dad? And, um... Uh, also, you've got a job and you can't look after him. And he's well, like, yeah, he well, seems to think that looking after this recovering patient is going to be actually a lot of work for for Jenny. I and Jenny's like, do you really think I? Do you really think so? And then when he's gone, she's like, nah, I do what I want. So later on, she brings Teddy round. Teddy then says, um, no, well, Jenny. Jenny says to Teddy, do, have you got? Did you take any photos when you were in Canada? And they start going through his photo stream, which was incredibly risky of Teddy. God knows what he's taken yeah, photos of in, in the Canada past. Stays in he's Canada. like, ah, oh, dick pic, dick pic. Oh yeah, I remember being on this airport on this aeroplane. <laughs> well, Teddy just kind of—he still holds on the torch for Jenny. I don't know. He's like, oh, how did that get in there? That picture like, of me Teddy, lounging that's out the bathroom upstairs. Oh damn it. <laughs> anyway, so um, he's not ringing any bells. There's no pictures of Leo. Obviously. And and then seems like, well, why would you have a picture of? of him if he told you to piss off <laughs> it's like that, yes that epic exactly. logic he's the only one thinking straight about this yeah. so Jenny's like okay probably picture of Leo giving him the finger or something oh yeah now and, I remember oh, yeah, yeah. and then like advancing towards the camera with his arm like his, his yeah. hands out um, Jenny's like ah, oh, it's probably really traumatic it's probably a good idea you don't remember he's probably pretty angry and seems like give, give him some space and uh, that's it yeah, so um, the, the, uh, we were left now with Teddy guest in the Rovers. Um, 
probably not. I don't think he is going to remember. Because then he's trying to remember something that didn't happen, unless he remembers no, absolutely he every he? second that did happen. That he may, maybe he'll find some evidence. Maybe well, he, he wrote no, it hang down on. or something. No, we, we. What was the evidence he told? He told Stephen before he fell in, walked in front of the van. I spoke to somebody who said he was never there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So he, no, he, he he's know... got that evidence about the triangulated texts that came from Weatherfield, and also so, so really, that, yeah, that he was never there. It's only a matter of time before his mates like, how how do you get on with that stuff I told you about the fact yeah. that you're have you found have you found your son because he's definitely Weatherfield? And Teddy be like, what do you mean? He's like, also, where's this friend? Supposedly, this friend who's managed to hack the mobile phone data of every resident of Weatherfield. And yet this week, he Teddy's can't like, be asked. I haven't got any friends. And, it, and, the, and the, you can just imagine him, this poor man standing in the doorway of the hospital with his bouquet of flowers, going, "Get well soon, friend." Going, oh, yeah. I thought we were pals. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's never going to come round to, to <laughs> jog his memory because he's going to be like, "Well, I'm not talking to him again." So, so. Asshole. It's not very helpful for Stephen to have Teddy hanging around in the Rovers. Is Teddy going to be Stephen's next victim? Kill him! I'm well, still... I'm, <clears throat> if, oh, if nobody ends up in that roof box, I'm going to be bloody annoyed because I'm really pleased with that theory. But what I'm reckoning now, possibly, is that the reason that we've got that scaffolding upside number one is oh. so that Stephen can climb up the scaffolding, <laughs> get into the bedroom window and I think that should be Jenny's bedroom but it doesn't really matter for the geography of it he's oh going to climb God. in off Teddy in the night or something drag oh, him out no I, I want to see that happen no he could have to drag him out because that would be weird he could strangle him in the night but just then, pillow, suffocate him yeah but, but no, I'm going to drag him out and put him in the roof box. But I think he probably oh, yeah. is a bit big for the roof box. No, okay. Anyway, my idea. that's why I think the scaffolding is there. So Stephen can no. scale it and get into Teddy. My new idea, okay. Um, next time we see Teddy, he's propping up the bar with Elaine. They're having a nice chat. They're getting on really well. And then Stephen um, uh, notices them together. And he's like, oh, Elaine, I thought we were friends. And she's like, oh, Teddy, I'm just... I was just hanging out with Teddy and he's like, look, you just do what you want. Thinking, oh, great, I can offload Elaine onto Teddy now. I don't need her anymore. Hmm. Then we cut to a few days later and um, uh, Stephen's doing his master plan, zooming up the drain pipe. He's he's inching along. He looks in the window. There's beautiful Jenny asleep, just like Sleeping Beauty. Whoa. Then he keeps going along and then there's, there's Teddy snoring hmm. like a pig in a bed. And he breaks in and he pillows into death. Mm. Then the door opens and Elaine comes in going, oh, sorry, I just had a waz. <gasps> What's going on? <laughs> and then Stephen jumps on her, bundles yeah, her into a bag. Tail. Then he drags the chimneys back down the drain pipe. Then he puts her in the roof box. Yeah. Because she's petite. Yeah. Then he can leave dead Teddy in the bed and everyone will think, oh, he just died because he shouldn't have gone out of hospital. Mm. And then Elaine will just go missing conveniently. Because yes. Teddy snuck Le- Elaine in for the shenanigans. Because Jenny was like, one thing is the rule in my house. No, 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 naughties. Not allowed. <laughs> I hope, you know, whenever it happens, because it's beginning up to something, isn't it? That it's a little bit more believable what, than, than what's that? been going on no just going, going on with the bomb I was gonna say, that's like amazing. you know the bomb was a mega climax and it was like oh you flubbed it Coronation Street you fell on your face there and I hope this is exciting because you know the, the first death of Stevens was quite good who knows about the second when if and when it happens right summer gate so just really really quickly for this one because uh, this is a long street tour this week uh, Billy wants to hang out with Summer on Monday but she's like no I want to go back to Esther and Mike them and your busy mates and he's like well, hang on a minute I thought you were back with Aaron this week you still want to go ahead with the surrogacy 
And she's like, yeah, Aaron's all up for it. We haven't seen Aaron since New Year, have we? I think Stephen's we? killed him. Oh, don't, don't, don't get me excited. We ha- we're taking Summer's word that Aaron is all okay with this surrogacy now. I'm sure we've not seen him say it. Anyway, um, drama at Esther and Mike's house. I really must find out what their surname is. <laughs> just just so I can write that. But the bailiffs turn up when Summer's there and they start bundling up their stuff and taking it away. Sadly, they didn't take Summer away as well. But she's probably not as... as She's she's more worthless than a massive TV. So um, Esther and Mike turn up later, and Esther's like pretty mad. Seems that Mike hasn't told them about quite the level of financial strife they're in. Um, meanwhile, dads meet up. The gay dad meet up at the bistro. <sighs> Billy says, "Oh, you know, I'm finding this a little bit difficult. I'm trying to make Summer think I'm okay with the surrogacy. Um, Can you kind of help me out with my schemings, please?" Back to Esther and Mike's house. They admit to Summer, yeah, we have been struggling a little bit in the money you stakes for a while. And Mike says that he's remortgaged the house. Things are spiralled out of control when the interest rates went up. Esther's like proper mad at Mike. And I, I love that their masks slipped because up until yeah. this point, they've seen like you know, the perfect friend. couple, haven't they? <clears throat> yeah. But this is Just showing like a bit like. of underlying tensions yeah. between them. And if they did a podcast together, maybe they'd be getting a bit angry at each other. Probably. Or Esther at Mike be anyway. Chaos. Yeah. So um, over dinner later, Billy's back with, with Summer again and, and he notices well, she's, she's back home she, she? yeah she's back home he, he noticed that she's a bit quieter than normal and she's like no, I don't want to speak about Esther and Mike um, t- t- let's talk about this consultation that's happening tomorrow about the surrogacy and um, I know she says look I know you're not I, I know you don't really like you don't want me to do it and he says no 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 I want to help you um, I will come with you to the consultation um, later on we have a little thing that don't think goes anywhere anywhere else in the week where Mike is getting a bit drunk and leery with Leanne in the bistro isn't he um, I don't know whether that's going to go anywhere I mean I suppose if it, if if we're going down the idea that maybe he's going to um, you know attack or violate someone or whatever to try and get a baby this is painting him as a bit of a bit of a lecture a leery nasty piece of work um, but equally, Leanne is going to be, um, well, Nick's going to be in Leanne's bad book soon, isn't he? When she finds out about, you know, Jacob oh, yeah. getting the, the extra money and everything. So I thought that was just a bit weird. It's just is very... she going to <coughs> is she going to fall into the arms of Mike? Is he going to persuade right. her? Because it doesn't take much to get Leanne to drop her jaws, to be fair, does it? This was just to demonstrate that Mike is not as peachy. No. Which clean, he, squeaky clean as he yeah, we, makes out. We saw him get mad with Aaron and Summer before, so we've already started to see this mask slip, but we're, we're getting more of it well, now. He's, yeah, he's obviously yeah. not as Christian. Yeah, not as perfect. I'm, I'm sure, you know, who is? Um, uh, but, yeah, not as perfect and squeaky clean as it, they'd been made out at the beginning. Dad's squad turn up at the at Billy's house later, blah, I don't know what goes on there, but I don't care. So Tuesday, Esther is still mad at Mike, spells like a brewery apparently. Um, not Nuttall's Brewery, because they don't brew there Too anymore. Too expensive. They turn, they turn on the smiles though when Summer and Billy arrive, because this is at the meeting. 
they don't seem like they want to have Billy there <laughs> and they're right to think that because he totally ruins the meeting, doesn't he? It starts off with Esther and Mike talk, telling the surrogate lady about their situation they're in and we've tried for babies, blah, blah, blah. It's never never worked for us. Then it's Summer's term and she's turn. asked... Turn. That's what I said. And she asked about Aaron and Summer says, oh yeah, Aaron's definitely all for this. I can't come to him because he's got a... He's, he's, a, he's a mechanic, he's working. We've got diabetes. <laughs> we, we, we're made for each other. We've both got diabetes, she says. It's like, okay. Um, but I mean, that, that can be a bit of an issue to manage. Are you sure you want to be a surrogate with diabetes? And it's like, yeah, it's fine. And um, it's, it's all right. And, and I, I, I've never had any problems with my diabetes, says someone. No Billy's like, hang on a minute. You had a whole storyline last year where you were constantly collapsing one minute and squirting insulin down the sink the next. I need to I need to talk about your disordered eating. And you actually. ran away from home. Yeah, ran away from home. He just totally ruins it. He, he, and good, good for him. The other thing I like. She needs to know. Up, she God needs to know the whole truth. And I, I'm still very well, much of the opinion that Summer hasn't thought this through. I think she's too immature to know what she's going through here. And yes, she's isn't she lovely for wanting to to help Mike and Esther gullible? because you know she's she owes the money and everything. But really, well done, Billy, for piping up. And then there's a great scene back at the flat later where she's livid with him for that and saying you were supposed to be supporting me, and he's like, I am supporting you from making. But I'm, my support is stopping you making this terrible decision. And she's like, No, I owe them. I can fix it. I, 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 I I'm terrified, and and this is why I wanted you to help me through it and everything. Um, These <coughs> they've then, raised a child that is too much of a people pleaser. She yeah, needs to she have is. this kicked out of her immediately because it only causes you trouble. Well, unfortunately... Um, and I speak as somebody who is still stuck in this and I can totally see myself... Um, yeah, you, you are you I are would definitely have a baby for Esther and Mike if they made me feel guilty enough. That's why I smiled sweetly enough at you. Well, <clears> it, it works. So well done, Summer, because there's dads meeting yet again in the pub at the end of the episode and Billy tells them, oh, yeah, Mike's been drinking and um, I actually am supporting Summer now. So, so like he's like, right, do you know I, how we thought you thought it was bad before? Add alcoholism onto the top and I'm also in. <laughs> yeah. So he's decided to stick with Summer just for, for the sake of peace. Um and he Peace so he, Festival, he's, he's inspired. Swapped, yeah. And then at the end of that scene, Todd's like you know, I thought that Lawrence pushed Lindsay off a mountain. Still well, think that happened. I've also got some suspicions about Esther and Mike because I don't think they're as squeaky clean as they make out. I don't think there's a whole lot of evidence for that apart from the fact that he drinks a bit. But I'm going to do some digging and I'm like, oh, yeah. Go on, What's he going to find out? Dig oh, the dirt. I, I just want them to be in the cult of Nirav and I know they're not going to be, but... That would just it would be make my day. bloody brilliant. That would make my day if they were if they were. What in was the other name? Foundation. Yeah, if, they, if they called, if they, oh man, it's not going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. They could but do it, it though. If I mean, if they are in some kind of weird religious sect that is something, all they have to do is like give us some bit of paper that just says etheric foundation on yeah, it. Yeah, this is a... This is a little um, on, Easter egg. Just just for us, please. Yeah. Because it would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, I, I hope they are in something else because I, I hate how whenever they bring up Christians in the show, they're inevitably nutcases. It's... <laughs> 
sorry, that's not how it works. But um, I hope that he is going to find some really big dodgy. And, and I like how they're sowing the seeds that there's more to the, this couple than meets the eye. Well, they've already been uncovered been, in quite a lot of... Yeah, they have. But they've, they've been winding me up since they've started. So to, to get a bit of dirt on them, it's like, yeah, you, you go, Todd, find something else. Um, I was wondering, um, just before we move on to the to the next thing, when the bailiffs turned up, I was wondering whether they were like fake bailiffs that Esther and Mike had employed to make Summer feel even more guilty about the situation. Well, I don't think don't it think is now are. because I mean Esther showed that she was yeah it. yeah, but that that could have been quite cool if they'd have <clears> engineered <throat> these people to come in and, and take their TV away Ooh. to try and guilt some of it. Oh well. Finally, Gemma, Jacob's dad, a little bit on the on Wednesday's episode, Keski Sepasse. Wednesday, Damon catches Jacob outside the factory and Damon tells him, <laughs> I thought it says two jokes. <laughs> no, he says, you've got two jobs, don't work out, ditch Underworld, stick to the yeah, bistro. Yeah, you're not seeing Amy. I'm going to get keep your you, bird happy, son. I'm going to get you more money. Nick and Ann's going to pay you double. Don't worry about any of the details. I will sort it out. Yeah, he gets double the, double the hours and double the salary, so he's going to be like, Oh no, he's not paid four times as much. Michael, double the hours and double the salary is just normal. No, no, he's going to get... He's doubling his hours <laughs> and the hours that he's working. He's going to be paid extra, but he's not being paid quadruple because he's losing his underworld. Yes, money, obviously. Jacob phones up. For a while. Well, this is why you don't... Can I continue? Okay, you're not the money man, are you? No. <clears throat> Jacob, Jake, Damon, when Jacob heads off, Damon phones him and says, right, I think Jacob's in. He's wavering, but he's put definitely in. Jacob hands his notice in to Carla, who, as predicted, is like, you can't leave. The You're the best salesperson. Per- I don't know how to sell knickers without you. It's a bit like, you know, in the days of, um, was it, I can't remember, but it was Stella in the Rovers and the, everyone was saying, oh, Tina, you're my best barmaid. You're the best one ever. Like, don't really? die. So um, he says, look, I really love Underworld, but my dad's asked me to do this. And I have to. I've loved him. I've got to drop it, everything. Carla says... I thought that was sweet. I do love Jake. Carla says, right, fine. You, you you can leave. But just so you know, you ain't coming back. Which I thought was really pitchy. I thought it was your best Well, sales. it was more like, uh, I don't... Th- yeah, she said, I don't have the same faith in your dad that you well, do. Well, she says, don't come calling back to me when it goes wrong. Don't come calling back to me. Like, so, sorry, when would... you say come calling back, do you mean ask for my job back? Be- because you apparently... You said, I'm but not on the one hand, you're saying Underworld can't survive yeah. without you now. And on the other hand, you're saying, I would never re-employ you. This yeah. doesn't make, anyway. make it make sense, Carla. Damon tells Nick that um, that he's... that Damon said... Nick's squinting about and Damon says, Hey, you should have Jacob work here full time. about the market earlier on this episode. Oh, and I was there I for pe- spawn. Why is a piece oh, What, what the hell? Oh, I don't understand. What's going on? Oh, 10% what? Injury. Right, so he says, "You right, Damon's, Damon, take him on full time. And Nick says, oh, I don't think I can. And Damon says, oh, I'll just ask Leanne then. And he's like, all right, fine. Well, he says, I will speak, I'll ask Leanne yes, exactly. and tell her about everything thought, else. Well, that's obvious. And then he says, right, and double his pay. And Nick's like, squint. <laughs> and um, Jacob, the, Jacob then later um, has his dad come up to him and says, right, here, kid, here's a package. I need you to deliver it. And Jacob's like, Gadzook's father, surely tis not drugs. And Jacob's like, uh, Damon's like, of course it's not, just don't look inside. He's like, drugs is a mugs, mugs game. I, what? I, drugs is a mugs game. Oh, I thought you I know that his family business I is... you having a stroke. No, his, his <laughs> family business by marriage is drugs, but I, I think it probably isn't. I'm going to say, I'm going to say weapon. It's going to be something Ooh, maybe it's another thing. bomb. Maybe it's a tin of beans. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've got no theories. I've not, I've not had a chance to think I'm about this. I'm unfortunately so. not that interested, but I'm sure I will 
find it interesting. I'm getting it's... more interested. I, I think it's. I think it's very easy sad how easily that, that Jacob's being manipulated by his dad and how much yeah. he wants to please him and he's being manipulated Odd. in a way like Max was yeah. where he just wants the approval of an older man. Odd how before Damon came into it he was saying, oh, I hate my dad. He, he, would, didn't, he didn't ever come and see me when I was a kid and, and now he's like, I need to do everything to please him. But no, I, I, I don't it, think that's it, is, it is sad that's how he's manipulating strange. him. I'm kind of interested. And um, also he's the only... Is his only family yeah I, I, I don't know where else to put this so i do want to mention it as well bartering saga i suppose this is related to this because of peter and carla yes the pen has become a cheese grater so what everybody. did we start with started with the bargy from the bargy he got a pen from the pen he's got a cheese grater and he tries to get roy to take the cheese grater in exchange for a toaster today and that is a massive upgrade that was a bit so of i'm a not black. surprised roy said no. yeah i know he's been a bit um, Cheeky. Yeah, but, but yeah, trying to take a bit more than he deserves for that. But Roy says, you could have a sieve. And he's like, I don't want no a sieve. No way, that's no, not that's good not, enough. Uh, no. Um, I, I, still loving still this. Still really enjoying Keep that Keep this concept. going all year, Coronation Street. I'm absolutely... This is brilliant stuff. I absolutely love it. So, that's pretty much everything that happened in Coronation Street this week. Um... You you got you got a bomb that's going off. You got lots of you got somebody cracked on the head. You got Nina falling into a river. You got Roy getting a new phone. You got sitting protest at the school. Um, BSL being, for BSL with a with a, a, you you got um you got Teddy waking up from his coma. Oh, is he going to remember anything? You got some actually really decent scenes in the summer storyline. Um, you got Barter and Peter. This this was a strong week for me. This despite the utter utter ridiculousness, I am absolutely sort sold on a four for this one. <laughs> this is a this is a easy four. I if it made more sense, if it wasn't ridiculous, it would be higher. But I was thoroughly thoroughly entertained by a lot of this week i thought that the nina falling in the river was a bit of a whatever that was literally a damp squib um because it just didn't seem to go anywhere but everything i just loved it so i'm giving it um i'm giving it four tasty blueberries in brian's piece cake what about you i can't believe you just said four (laughs) i found wednesdays so cringy and and hollow, it felt so flat for me. You can't just have your actors shout at each other with a shaky cam and expect the the suspense to follow. You have to put the suspense into the story, and it there was no suspense. I just I knew like, everything would be fine, and also you know despite Alia's best efforts to kill herself, she still survived. I thought there was a bit of suspense. That, is she going to be okay? I can't give it four. Uh, no. I think I'm. I was so I was absolutely I was embarrassed actually a bit embarrassed by Wednesday. <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. It was there were a lot like and also I'm I'm still mad about Spider being hit on the head. That was also really dark. <laughs> I, I that shouldn't have gone out. To to me, I can't see what happened there that they needed that shot. Yeah. So. I found I I just I'm really disappointed because the, the racism storyline started so well and it's just gone downhill. What is going it? What is going it? I I mean I think three is generous. <laughs> I think three is to giving it too much. But like you say, I really like the stuff with Nina at the beginning of the week. I thought that was good, and all the stuff with um with uh Roy and the phone. I was I was annoyed and outraged enough to enjoy. The Gemma stuff. <laughs> and I really, I know that I'm 
we're in a vanishingly small amount of people that like the the Stephen storyline, which baffles me because I can't don't understand why everyone doesn't adore it because it's brilliant. I don't adore it. I, I do. I, I'm in, I'm and um, yeah, like you said, the other ones weren't terrible, but I still think so. Like, three, three what jammer? Three um, cringy woke festivals. <laughs> If you, what have you been? What racist, sinister material have you been listening to that's given you that kind of language, young lady? Wash your mouth out. I'm sorry. I was going to. I was almost going to um, rate it on snow deliveries to Newcastle as well after Carla's attempt at a joke earlier. Um, I'm telling you, she's got dementia. Right. I am giving my character of the week. I don't know. I don't know. Is it Arlie because she tried to blow herself up? Is it? Is it Max? Because he did the right thing, kind of, no, eventually. He, he he saw the light. Um, is it... Mm-hmm. I want to give it to Mrs. York. I'm going <laughs> to give... give it to Mrs. York. I'm giving it to Mrs. York because <laughs> she's, you know, she knows what life's about. She's like, you know what? I'm not even, I don't really want to be in the show anymore. Lock you in. See you later. I'm off. She was like, oh, the, the sort of the, the stuff that she had to put up with. I feel sorry for her. And she, she works hard. She, she's got, you know, a, a 11 and a half hour days there. And just seeing her saying, what the hell are you doing? You can't just do this. Fine. Double Mrs. York. Is yep. <laughs> Mrs. York is the new pedo van man. Right. Um, well, that was kind of fun. That was our longest street talk in a while. And, and it's not the end of the show yet either because we have some news to discuss. So um, I'll make a cup of tea and then we'll head over to the cabin. Okay, I got my tea. Gemma has brought me tea. Thank yeah, you very I much, did. darling. Um, but I'm not going to drink it yet because it's a bit hot. I've got some news to tell you first. And we've got some congratulations news. There's another Corrie baby on the way. The lovely Jenny McAlpine. He plays Fizz. She's pregnant again. Baby, baby three. number three. Yeah, she's not. She's six months pregnant as well. So she's been keeping that one hidden a little bit longer. So um, look out soon for scenes of Fizz hiding behind various uh, bits of scenery or, or laundry baskets or whatever but yeah that's great so um so this was in i think okay magazine it was revealed at the, um, at the beginning of the week and apparently she um she found out while she was on a camping trip with her family um that there's baby number three on the way so it's very very good and i and i as soon as i heard this name uh this news sorry i thought oh i wonder what she's gonna call it uh, because her, she's got great names for her kids already. She's got a Hilda and she's got an Albert. And um, Hilda is like a family name for, for, for Jenny's family. And it's just a coincidence, I think, that Hilda Ogden is is there. She talks about this in the magazine. She says, oh, Hilda Ogden's an absolute Coronation Street icon. I'm a big fan, so I love it. So nod to that and everything. Um, and she says, I, and Albert, obviously, like Albert Tatlock. Both of those names um, are kind of a little bit old-fashioned, aren't they? It's a kind of antiquated names are you go- I'm just kind of looking at you wondering whether you want to say anything Gemma doesn't want to say anything about this um, but I- no you make it sound like I'm deliberately got a vowel no no I, don't, no I just wonder whether you want to add anything it's fine it's, yeah, it's an old fashioned name and you know old fashioned old names often come are, back into no old fashioned names are modern names now aren't they yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. has these very lovely well we, we had Elsie on the street just yeah. recently didn't we so um, I, I, I am definitely hoping that we get another kind of name of that read her quote I've, I've read most. I can probably guarantee that whatever the name we choose, it'll have been a character in Corrie. I don't know how to avoid it. I mean, yes. pretty much there have, have been quite almost every name under the sun has been in Coronation Street at some point. But I'm I'm looking for like an Ina or an Elsie maybe or um, what 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 about a man? What's like a proper old fashioned man's Coronation Street Ken. name? Yeah, just call you call your kid Ken if it's a boy, Jenny. I'm really excited. 
three months away, I guess. So um, good luck with the with the you know, the pregnancy, Jenny, and and lovely Chris, Sorry, her partner but, as well. Yeah, congratulations, Jenny and Congrats. Chris. Very happy family news, and I'm also thrilled to announce the imminent breakup of Fizz and Tyrone. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. I know, this is the thing. Alina, What's come on, bring that sprog. It's Fizz, making it all the more likely that Alina's going to appear, isn't she? Yeah. To a Fizz go, go down to Wolverhampton. Go on, Fizz. You're um, too good for him. But it's, I wonder, is she going to take Cope with her as well? Is Ruby going to go with Fizz? Come back with a different head, I don't know. Is she going to have a six weeks away, like um, like Shona? I don't know, I guess we'll find out really soon. But yeah, Would you like to know one. who else is going to have a baby? I know. Are you, are you asking the listeners? Rebecca Ryan. Rebecca Ryan, who, who played, played Evil, Lydia. Evil Lydia last year. Sister of Jack James Ryan, plays Jacob. Made an so, announcement. Yeah, she's say, pregnant. Congratulations. Tarrah. Another baby. All the babies. Anymore, so we're not going to talk about that. Hooray. I have got something else to you. This is the thing that I just this, I noticed um, as you were making up my delicious tea earlier. I assume it's delicious. Um, this, we've been, we sent an email from um, from from Chris um, about this. And um, Chris has found out that um, if you go on eBay, Gemma, there's something here that a true Corrie fan might quite like to buy. And I would say we might quite a good addition to our wall of Corrie behind us. This is the nameplate from above the Rover's door for Bet Gilroy. How much is this? This is what you're going to tell me. So this says, Elizabeth Theresa Gilroy, licensed to sell intoxicating liquors to be consumed on or off the premises. So it's the actual one. How much would you pay for this? Is this authenticated? This is it. Yeah, it comes with all the... Who's selling this? Is this a charity thing? I can't find that out from Ah. what I can see. But it's... it's, um, Well, look. From Tony Warren's estate. earrings went for a lot of money, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this is going to be worth... Also, can I just add to this, because this might change your price. Item has been framed in a custom-made display by Tony Warren and has his autograph on the back, and it says, To a lady with a gift, love from Tony. So that's going to add a couple of This is not fair, because I want this, and I don't think I can afford it. You can't. I reckon this is going to be going for £2,000. Two thousand four hundred and ninety nine pounds for is this. Is that is it? Is that the buy it now price? Um, that is the buy it now price. Is there yeah. a come on? Can I bid? Um, there are best offers. I mean, it says open to sensible offers. So I don't know if you wanted to pay two thousand pounds. Okay, maybe they don't feel right. Here's that. my counter proposal to how much? Two thousand. Okay, my counter proposal is I will give you half of a very popular Coronation Street podcast. You'll give them half yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll give them my stake of the podcast. <laughs> and then they can be the co-host with you and then I can keep the plaque. No, I'm not agreeing with that. That's awesome. Wouldn't that be cool to have? Um, yes, that would be actually epic. I don't think Does anyone we'll want to buy it for that. us? Yeah, if anyone wants to get it for us, we'd, we'd thank you profusely, actually. And also, that reminds me as well, I can't remember whether we thanked Rory on our last podcast because he sent us some lovely um, Coronation Street baubles, didn't he, from um, from the Coronation Street tour. Yes, but thank I didn't you mention that, and I have put it on social media I at thought, least. Well, well, thank you. We've still got our Christmas tree up, like we said, yes, so thank you again, it is Rory. Very, very um, nice. It's lovely uh, to get little presents. No, thank you very much. Ian McLeod has um, been doing the interview circuit, um, well, before Christmas, but they're, they're dripping out, and I've been avoiding them as best I can because I know they're spoilerific. 
But this one caught my eye and I thought it could be something that we talk about on the podcast. He's been talking about the uploading of um, episodes to the ITVX, um, which they obviously did for two weeks during the during the World Cup. And we were like, I hope that doesn't stay. Um, and he, has, he was asked about this and he said, it's not something we've talked about within the network, to be honest. I don't know whether I believe that. They did fix it around the football as it allowed people to get their weekly, weekly fix in one go rather than try and hunt it to wherever it was moved to. The consensus seemed to be that in the end it doesn't have any bearing north or south on the viewing figures so they might entertain it going forward but no one has mentioned it to me. Personally I like the appointment to view nature of Corrie and seeing the live responses online the fact that we get inspired on my cloud. The fact people come into work talking about it the following day. Unsynchronising people's viewing of Corrie means that you lose that sense of community with the fans. It's good to have the box sets when the show is displaced in the schedules though. I was like, find this very refreshing, actually, and almost a little bit surprising, only because I'm usually got a bit of pessimistic um, outlook on things like this. But he's basically on the same page as us, isn't he, with this? Very sensibly agrees, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but I just feel like it's the most logical way to approach this, is that soaps are, view, you know, appointment to view television. Mm. You have to, you, you have to maintain that, otherwise I feel you've lost part of what makes you come back to soaps yeah a lot I mean, of people were talking about when when all the box sets were on they'd watch it all on a monday and then it's very possible to forget in a week's well, worth yeah, of hectic I know that we've life done that. oh there's more cory to watch mm. you can lose your news track of it yeah I don't, with with viewing figures declining and everything, I don't know how much of the people coming around to work each day and talking about it actually goes on, but it's I'm sure it does for some people, and and definitely that seeing the live responses online, I'm fascinated to see how much of that is looked at. And I hope it, they don't look at it. There's so much negativity. Their... Some of it does come from us, but it's we try and make it. Listening... We try and we try not to be. Too Honestly, much. I think. Uh, you know, you'd have to be incredibly mentally resilient to listen to us sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Because you, we can't make the take show. It with a grain of salt. Like I do, in back of my mind, think I'll be. You know, somebody might listen to this. Who, who you know, and I know that people do. But at the same time, it, it's a show for for viewers of the of the of of Com- Coronation Street. I I know we that have we, to be we, we we know we we won't naming no honest. names but we have upset some people involved in the show by some of the things that we have said on the podcast and I hate the the idea that I, I really hate it because I do love Coronation Street but equally other people who've been involved in the show have said how how great it is that we have been you know completely honest with what we've said um and and don't try and sugarcoat it just well, to be brown nosing. My my I hope I give credit where credit's due. You do. And I really don't think there's anybody that I've laid into who I haven't praised no. in more amounts than I've laid into I them. wouldn't I wouldn't say so. I, and I, I and I never if I'm going to if I'm going to criticize somebody personally for acting, I it's only ever because I've I I've praised them to a Yeah, and we know amount. that they have and shown I that they. And I certainly don't better. think that anybody should take comments about characters personally because no no but anyway that that's not what this is about but that that's great for me i as I, I don't know whether i completely believe that we've not really talked about it about should we make well, it doesn't matter but then you... is it is it really down to ian mcleod at that's the end my of the point. day it's probably he's going to be told one day sorry ian we're on if the box I was, set now if i was him i'd be fighting tooth and nail behind the scenes yeah. and it wouldn't necessarily be something i would be able to talk about 
if they asked me in an interview. Mm. But I would be fighting with every ounce of my being to to maintain that yeah. for Coronation Street because, you know, even so honestly, saying, oh, people coming into work to talk about it, you say, I don't know if that really happens that much. I think that's a bit antiquity and... Antiqu- antiquated. Antiquated. I don't, I don't know that a lot of people... Lots of people don't go into work anymore. They work from home. Yeah. You're not going to be like, hi, just phoning up to see if you've got the sales figures and have you seen Coronation Street People still night? text each other about what's going on in Coronation people Street. Text people each other. post on Facebook This is, my, what, this is what, what I'm trying version. to lead to. The, the water cooler is now Twitter hmm. and Facebook. The trouble is, it's it's vicious and horrible and nasty, and you've replaced something that was actually quite sweet and personalised with something that's actually vicious and yeah. cruel, which is not what everybody needs in their lives. But mm. you, it it's um a necessary beast. Yeah. And the one thing, there's one thing I'm absolutely certain about, is that Ian McLeod would much rather have us talk of the street, anybody else slagging off Coronation Street than he would nobody talking, nobody talking about, about it. Nobody talking about it at all, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, interesting what he said about the viewing figures not really making any difference. Um, I wonder, like, how many ITVX subscriptions were sold when it was on the box set or hub when it was on then, how many people cancelled, like, you know, our, our ITVX subscription ran out last week and we didn't re- redo it because there's, there's no point as much as it was nice to watch the classic Corries without the adverts we only had it so that we could get those box set episodes podcasts out sooner um, if <coughs> anything's going to drive them to be putting it up on that it's the lack of the lack of revenue or the potential revenue they could be getting from people subscribing but well they've we clearly not see. had a blip either way like he says yeah yeah he also talked a little bit about the change to an hour long format so this is almost going on a year that they've been doing this now having the the three hour long episodes and he said I thought it would have had more of an impact on our storytelling than it has done and I don't think that that's to the detriment to the drama either I I, I don't think it's made any difference because they still write it as two episodes there's still just the same number of cliffhangers I said there'd be the same number of cliffhangers and there are it's it's no different we were talking um yesterday Oh, I said to you, I and it occurred to me like a few days ago before I mentioned it that there will never be another two-hander, another. Tree. Oh yeah, you you wondered that, didn't you? Because it's now an hour-long two-hander. Technically, it will Could never be, quite be like the 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 fact that it doesn't last the whole episode. That was what made well, that was what made it special. Hmm. A two-hander would have been special if Coronation Street was fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Because it's only what you see the in that episode. episode. You can't have that anymore because I don't. I can't imagine anybody wanting to. I don't think it's out of the question, honestly. I certainly can't imagine anyone wanting to film it. (laughs) Two-hander, Bernie and Debs uh, in the classroom protest. Pitching that one hour long. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, thanks. Um, Finally, now we might not have enough money for the uh, Rover's Return plaque with uh, for Beck Gilroy, but um, we could in the future be going to stay at the Rover's Return not sadly the one from Coronation Street but you know round the corner in uh, in Chapel Street in Manchester there is actually a pub there called Rover's Return we've been past it a few times yeah. haven't we um, they're apparently t- attempting to add uh, make it a hotel and they're going to have 12 rooms in there like with en suites and what have you so it will soon be possible if they get the permission for this I think they're still at those stages to say I'm going to Manchester and I'm staying in the Rover's Return I wonder how much uh, wonder how many customer will Canadians. I think there may be a few people booking things not quite knowing what they're getting for, but this is I'd why I'd be quite interested in doing that. You guys need to stick with us because we'll let you know. 
But yeah, I, I wouldn't be against having one night in The Rover's Return, even though I know it's nothing to do with You're Coronation Street. But I'd rather go to that Airbnb again from last year. Um, right, okay, that is the end of the news. Uh, we have just got some feedback before we finish up for the night, so here it comes. Right, feedback time. Um, I haven't got a Facebook poll this week because we caught up It's so last confusing. Time. We've so, been out of sync. <laughs> everything's been out of sync, so I'm going to be putting up a poll soon for what's been going on this week. What's the, the schedule next... for Coronation Right, so, Cor- oh, I, I never Sunday. looked this up. It's on on Sunday. It's not on on Monday. Is it and I don't Wednesday know after fa- that. I don't know. I you... wish it was easier to be able to see when the hell things are on. You have to turn the telly on. Why is there not a website that tells you? There never I is. There, I think there is, but I just well, I never know. Found it. I'm really bad. Like every time I get to the podcast, I think I should know this, and I know I've given wrong information in the past as well. Well, so you know, listen to me. but it's definitely on on Sunday. Everybody, the thing not is, Monday. A lot of the football. people listening won't. This won't be relevant to anyway because they're. Not I've from seen lots of people saying, "Oh, Friday's UK. episode is." isn't on it's going to be on on Sunday and it's like no Friday's episode was on on Wednesday this week it's definitely Monday's episode that's on Sunday anyway we'll be back to normal at some point also by the way before I forget to say next week we're going to have our predictions podcast and end of year summary and everything so make sure you please send I'd, in send your in very your concise and there's a Facebook poll neat not, predictions um, post as well where you can add some as well I'm looking forward to doing that right George wrote in um, and this is since yesterday's episode aired uh, he really liked this week and he's not the only one like I said he said well hasn't 2023 got off to an explosive start this Wednesday night was brilliant that's right Gemma it reminded me of an episode of Trigger Point where the brother of Vicky McClure's character got involved with extremists and was in a car with a bomb and had to drive it to the middle of nowhere spoilers for Trigger Point I think (laughs) except the difference here is whilst in Trigger Point it felt comedic Corrie did the complete opposite and had the ed- had, um, had me on the edge of my seat, wondering if we're going to have a shock character exit with the death of Alia. But luckily she's alive. Is this sarcasm? It, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> How can anybody right, watch Wednesday's on. episode and not find it hilarious? No, no, no. <laughs> right, now George, please don't be offended because we're all friends here. Um, I, I'm happy that somebody... That lots of people thought it was thought it was shocking and exciting. So, but honestly, I am surprised, mm. and um, I don't think I'm not one of these people that thinks my opinion is always what everybody has to think. I, I certainly don't think I've ever represented myself as that sort of a person. But sometimes I just like watch something. I'm like, how can anybody not get think exactly the same as me? Yeah, and I just I'm really really glad, and I guess that kind of. <sighs> What's the word? It vindicates Coronation Street because obviously they were thinking the same thing as George when they when they watched those tapes in the room. They were like, "Brilliant, nailed it, done, mm. send it off." Yeah, and um, we would have been in the back of that room going, oh, "God, yeah. are you going to tell them? Well, I'm not going to tell them." Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm glad. Anyway, um, elsewhere on the street, George says, "I'm loving the scenes with Roy and his phone, especially him referring to gifts." Uh, to Mimi's and Kyla having to explain to him about the aubergine emoji. I will be fair to him. I'm That's pretty hilarious. sure that Mimi's was actually how it was supposed to be originally said. Was it? Oh. I'm pretty sure. Well, they had to, had to have Sam pipe up this week it's and say, Jeff. it's Jeff's, it's Jeff's, it's Sam's favourite kind of Jeff. Yeah, some Sam. people 
also kill children. I'm sick so. of the summer story, although I'm <laughs> glad Todd's being the best of the three dads, but for God's sake, please don't let this reignite the love triangle. We don't need it. Only issue was Nina falling into the water, as I just felt that's a cop-out to explain why you might be seeing much of her while she goes on Dancing on Ice. Plus, Asher won't last as a paramedic. Bit like Carly at the solicitors, really. Ooh, bold Ooh, there we go. There. See, that's completely opposite to us, because it was like, well, Nina's stuff was great, and then the went downhill. Oh, George was like, well, that was crap, and then it got better as it went along. No, I, no, I didn't. I said that the Nina stuff was a bit naff. I, th- oh. I think you were more positive okay. about that than me, but I was thinking. <laughs> I just that, assume everyone thinks what I think. Yeah, I know, like you said. Um, no, I, 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 I thought it would be a reason for her to be going out on Dancing on Ice, but, yeah, but then no, she, she was seems fine. fine afterwards. But anyway, thank you very much, George. Um, pass you over to you, Gemma. What has Rebecca got to say about last week's Corey? Stephen, so slippery, isn't he? I knew that Teddy was going to get knocked over, so it wasn't shocking. Oh, I knew that Teddy. Not that Teddy. I knew that Teddy. <laughs> yes. I was like, what Teddy is she talking about? What Teddy got knocked over? Wasn't shocking. I'm enjoying Stephen trying to pull Jenny. Again, Jenny, I say, stay away. Sarah's an idiot there. I've said it. And she's bringing down Michael with her. Carl's in the right. I see <laughs> that's why people would say got... that Michael was already there, but I love him. That's why Michael's got all the time in the world to have a sit-in protest because he's unemployed. That's true. Um, Carl's in the right the way she, Sarah spoke to her. I laughed so much, though, when Carla took Stephen on as a number two. Serves Sarah right. Who does number two work for? <laughs> you tell him. <laughs> Stephen also jumping between Jenny and Elaine makes me laugh so much. We need Gabrielle back to have three women chasing after Stephen. Uh, Rebecca, I do not think that Gabrielle no. is after Stephen at all. <laughs> uh, love the to- Todd, Lawrence, Sean story this week, and I'm just generally loving Sean at the moment. I just wish he would be happy. He deserves a good man. I don't know if that's what Lawrence wants, though. Maybe he didn't kill his wife, but he still looks shifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nice as you say, I don't think that's what Lawrence is. Maybe, a good man, is he a good man? Oh, know. I see. Maybe he didn't kill his wife, but he still looks shifty, and he definitely kissed Todd back, even if it was for a second. Oh, they always do that. They so always do whenever that for somebody drama. pulls away, it looks just for a second like, oh, yeah. No, we can't. I'm going to predict Summer's going to have a who's the Sarah dad story where she won't know if it's Aaron's or Mike's. Oh, Rebecca, oh my God, why oh, would you yeah. curse us with this knowledge? That sounds very plausible. Oh, yes. The thing is, though, and she'll keep her mouth shut because she's an idiot and she's too scared <laughs> to say anything. And they'll be like, Summer, have you shied around? No. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron, he must really like Summer as he keeps going back to her. I did like the little couple gathering of Amy and Jacob, Summer and Aaron and Nina and Asher watching the fireworks. Speaking of idiots, Roy's an idiot. <laughs> Not wanting to keep the phone, he should be so stubborn. I thought the secret he was keeping was that maybe he was moving to Amsterdam and retiring, but why keep it for years? He does like bats though, so the resolution did make sense, although, like Michael said, no one was around the table found it surprising. And Brian saying he was to look for love was cute. Hopefully we'll have Mary and Brian together in 2023. Oh yeah, for sure. The Peter bartering could be funny, but my gut is telling me that Carla might be getting sick of him, especially with Mary, saying they were like Burton and Taylor and then they got divorced twice. Are we, have we just stumbled, as Rebecca just stumbled across the ultimate end for Peter. He's going to trade Carla He's barter for a motorbike. <laughs> Get a better ride off of that. Oh my you? God. <laughs> Finally, our oh, spider and toy are so cute, despite the small moments we are given. Spider shouldn't be talking loudly outside, though. It's almost as if 
He wants to get caught. Mm. Character week is Stephen, but Sean and Todd were close behind in our episodes. We were given three and a half lovely fresh onion bargies that are still warm out of five. <laughs> love it, love it. Right, um, Richard, our, um, our mad, for mad for a winner, says Happy New Year. What an explosive start to the Coronation Street year. I have mixed feelings at the racism story. I found it very laborious at times, but the longer it went on, the more engaged I became, and I was kind of hoping it would go on for longer. And maybe it will. I found the excitement of Wednesday's episode excellent, with the exception of Alia's gross stupidity. So you get excellent excitement. Oh, man. But we, we must all agree that Alia driving away in the van to the middle of a wasteland is utterly ridiculous. Alia's the sort of person you don't want to have her on a pub, on a pub quiz team or, like, get take her on a team quiz anywhere or on telly or something because she'd just panic and, like... I don't know the answer to the question. What should I do? I know what. I will pull, I'll pull Paul O'Grady's pants down. <laughs> do you reckon? That will get me out of this predicament. <laughs> I love Jonah's explanation of racism to Lily, especially how she drew on Lily's love for football and highlighted that in some parts of the world, girls are not allowed to take part. Oh, yeah, I forgot that that was part I of I thought that was a very good uh, point, but it just, to me, made me go... And that's why you shouldn't support the World Cup and a place that you girls can't play football. I was I was just listening to that thinking, it's sweet, but I still don't buy Lily as somebody who's interested in football. I know, you've said that about five times now. I know, I'm just saying it again. The storyline regarding signing is original, and I'm enjoying the humorous aspects <laughs> of it. Likewise, Roy finally conceding to getting a mobile phone. The development of the storyline with Jacob and his dad's going quicker than I expected too, but I have really bought into Jacob and recent months and remember the actor who plays his dad as young Gary Best in the bill. I think the two characters complement each other well. I think they do. I think I think they Maybe Damon's together. an undercover cop. <laughs> yeah. It's like don't worry Jacob or Max is from the, the bill. This is the secret stealth bill reboot that they've yeah. been teasing for years. And, and this is gonna be gonna the big in. reveal, yeah. Spider's gonna be the sergeant. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Um and Thank you, Richard. Finally, is this finally yes it is finally Nancy Gemma, what does she have to say? Wanted to get this email off before watching Monday's episode. I do not want my comments to be influenced. Oh yeah, so this is just about last week's stuff that Nancy's talking about. I feel Stephen is a wonderful villain to watch because you're never sure what he's gonna do next. If Elaine was good in business, she would have given the money directly to Sarah. I love the scenes between Carla and Sarah. Sarah will be lucky if Michael does not decide to part ways with her. I thought Teddy would wake up just as Stephen is feeling confident. He will get desperate and kill Gabrielle or Elaine. I think Teddy could remember things just as Stephen thinks he's thinks about leaving or if he survives. Jenny is wonderful in the storyline because we can experience the shock of the events through her eyes. Sarah is in for a shock when she finds out about Stephen. We did not need CGI for Ted. No. <laughs> Stephen could borrow money from Damon. I think that... I just... Uh, Stephen does not need Teddy around there. He... he <coughs> I, I love how Todd thinks he can break up with Sean and Lawrence by putting doubts in Sean's head. Sean telling Todd off was brilliant. I think Lawrence will tell Sean how his wife died before Todd can do anything. I was glad that Billy convinced Summer to come home. It will be disastrous if she goes ahead with the surrogacy. Roy should not have given away the mobile phone. I think he'll find out he needs it. Or oh, and how he did... I love this bartering scene in the Rovers with Peter and Carla. I'd like to see Carla and Peter living in their own place in the precinct. After we see this, then they can give them their own storyline. It's worth examining how a wife coats with a husband who's had a liver transplant because of alcoholism. I feel Carla should have hired Peter. That's just reminding me. Precinct. Oh, it's the week after next we're first seeing it. Griff just... needs to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. First, first time on screen. <laughs> Oh, it's slightly singed. Oh no, the Gregory Pope Foundation. 
Never worked out what he did. She thinks that uh, Toy is going to play a pivotal role in the racism storyline because of how much Toy loves Spider. Max will be finding out the hard way about Griff unless David or Shona can come up with an idea. Hmm. Where does Darren fit into the story? Lauren could get hurt. When's Lauren going to die? She's uh, Lauren's just kind of... She's been introduced, but they just don't want to really do much with her at Lauren's the moment. Like, and once everyone's me. out of the picture, now she can just be normal girlfriend to Max, I'm guessing. No, I do not think so. Are you do mad? You no. Oh. She clearly buys into all the racism. And again, I think that listen. he's going to deprogram her. <sighs> she's going to have She's going to have a classic Corrie transformation, I'll tell you. I give this week's episode three and a half onion bargies, traded up to a motorbike out of five. Character of the week is Stephen. Thank you. Do you get? Do you have to give three and a half onion bargies to get a motorbike, or do you get three and a half motorbikes if you go through that trading sequence? It's three and a half onion bargies per motorbike. Oh, well, it up. Well, Pete Peter's got onto a loser then, isn't he? He only started off with one. Well, I we'll have to get three cheese cheese graters. <laughs> right, three hours down. I think that's enough time to stop this podcast. I'm absolutely knackered. I think you've got what we thought of that. I think you are now very much aware of our opinions, opinions. <laughs> on this week's Coronation Street. And um, is it like what you thought we would think about it? I still always love it when people say, oh, I wonder what Michael and Gemma were thinking about I think that. you've disappointed some people. I think some people were expecting a proper Mardi Ran of you. Yeah, I think some of them were. And it, it was ridiculous. I just found it hilariously ridiculous. I can't Sorry if I disappointed. Um, right, what can people do if they want to get in touch with us? Well, you can email us at conversationstreet at gmail.com. Um, oh, hang on. Oh, yes, what? please write into us if you were also one of the people that really loved it or really hated it because I think we've heard of, from lots of people written in that they li- that liked that, that Wednesday stuff. Yeah. Does anyone hate it? Anyone Are we the only ones? Yeah, because judging be. from social be. media, we're not. No. But also, if you did really love it, please let us know why and how <laughs> um, please I'm not, um, a, I'm not being confrontational I'm just tired I'm finding it hard to articulate if you uh, would, if you enjoyed our podcast I hope you did if you stayed this long why not go along to iTunes or Amazon or Google or whatever and give us a review that would be lovely um, we're also there on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook we've had quite a few people join our Facebook group this week haven't we thank yeah. you very much if it was you hello, we've had a bit of a flurry so hello 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 um, and, and YouTube as well and I, I keep meaning to say our Thursday YouTube uploads where I've been putting old things up onto our YouTube channel I'm now going to move it to every other Thursday because I'm starting to run out of old material to put on there so we haven't got a Thursday upload this week sorry if you if you like that um, but yeah hopefully we'll get something up next week also we're getting oh, we're like really really close to a thousand YouTube subscribers now I think we're like 991 maybe please so if you're listening to this even if you never want to watch or listen to any no, of our YouTube stuff I think stuff, you do need we do need a bit of um, engagement oh okay subscribe and like like and subscribe if smash that massive... subscribe button now we know that some that people bell. are listening who really 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 love the podcast and we thank you so much um, there is bonus content on the YouTube. If you think, if you listen to every episode of this podcast more than once and you're bored, God bless you, go to YouTube because we have fresh intros and sometimes some outros. some of our character profiles. To, yeah. So mm. check those out because that's all new. So yeah, some bits are you. It's have to go exclusive. For it. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, a patron as well with that. Sign up. It's great. You get some top fives. Um, 
And that is it. Happy New Year, Gemma. That was um, that was a memorable start to the year. If I think back to the beginning of 2022 and we had that bizarre biscuit saga with Emma and Faye, this was another level up in terms of bombasticness. And that's how I liked it. Audacious. But it was equally, you know, throughout the whole year, people were saying, do you remember that bizarre thing with Ted and the Biscuits? Well, At the start wait. of the year, I think... This week is going to go down as being a memorable one. I have a lot of faith in Griff to turn it around. I hope so. And we've got the Bobbins Awards coming up soon, but sadly nothing from this week will be eligible for it. But you just wait 12 months' time. We will be bringing up this story again, no no doubt, in next year's Bobbins Awards. But until next week, um, I guess we'll have a bonus podcast um, Tuesday, Wednesday-ish next week. Um, hope you all have a lovely weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks bye for watching. Bye. Ta-ra. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.